What's going on, everybody? Hope everyone had a great week so far. The show is for educational and entertainment purposes only. You have to be 21 and over to be here. If not, you have to get the heck out. No kids allowed, eh? That's exactly it. Thank you very much, D. Uh, clutch bouncer? No, that's not a thing. Okay, that, never mind. Or maybe it is. I don't know. I, I just It occurred to me, like, oh, what do you call that? I, I'm just going to back out of that because it's probably not a thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to look for the disclaimers here. Oh, there we go. There's the page with the disclaimers. Uh, I just discovered literally right before the video, like this uh, really pleasant kind of schlubby guy apparently just created an entire career out of cutting boards. I was like, tell me more and i was watching it right before the video anyway i'm just laughing because his the his back his ample backside is currently uh, showing to the camera right now anyway i'm going to save you the uh apollonian physique of that uh woodworking dynamo and i'm going to take you instead to the harmful and dangerous content policies ladies and gentlemen that's quite an abrupt uh uh, uh a detour i guess here you're probably saying but anyway ladies and gentlemen we have to do it because uh, otherwise the channel gets taken down so by the way uh the channel is of course as d said it is very much uh, for adults only so if you were wondering or just kind of thinking oh maybe d's joking or something no this show is very much for adults only if you are under the age of 21 where i am you're not appropriate for the show so please go find something else to do there's plenty of productive things that you could find to do uh i don't know something else on youtube or perhaps uh read a book or i don't know do something Learn to paint, ladies and gentlemen. That's always a fun and rewarding skill. Uh, and not, not only that, but a, a pastime. The future King of England apparently paints. Not very well, but still he paints. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, go do something else if you are uh, not, so to speak, a lady and gentleman. If you are a mini ladies and gentlemen, I probably shouldn't say that. But if you're basically not an adult, go do something else. Once again, if you are an adult, though, you are perfectly welcome to stick around. Uh, if you are, of course, uh, if your rules, I guess, if your laws are somewhat different where you live, uh, uh, if they're higher, for example, uh, if, you know, like I said, it's 21 here, if it's 23 or something where you live, please abide by your local rules, ladies and gentlemen, like we abide by our local rules, please do as well. And that way nobody will get in any trouble. And I certainly wouldn't, uh, wouldn't like to hear that someone got in trouble for just watching my show. That would make me very sad. So in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, uh, remember not to do anything like that. Uh, likewise, of course, uh, uh, this is not actually a cannabis show. Ladies and gentlemen, let me, I'll, by the way, uh, make D a co-host just in case somebody does pop into the show here. We are going to have a guest here, but the guest is a little bit different. I just realized I have a drop of water on my mustache. That was kind of annoying. Anyway, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what was I saying? Uh, uh, that uh, this is not a cannabis show. If you thought it was a cannabis show, you were totally hopelessly mistaken we used to once upon a time talk about cannabis i still am congested i'm hearing it right now but anyway sorry about that my friends uh but i used to be uh, uh it used to be a cannabis show but we basically learned that uh we really shouldn't do that anymore because uh, we got reported and stuff very bad very very bad 
So we decided, you know what, we're going to do things on the up and up. We're going to stop being pirates. We're going to be good people, just absolutely good, saintly people, right? Just like Arr. good, exactly, good, good citizens. What? Uh, we're not super religious on the show, but, you know, just super, super good people. And we're going to talk about fake cannabis only, ladies and gentlemen. No real cannabis in the show. Drugs bad, okay? Uh, so we talk about, uh, well, real but also fake cannabis, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, essentially uh, movie magic cannabis. Uh, we're still looking for investors, you know, thinking maybe $3 billion should cut it. Uh, with the small price of $3 billion, we could do Movie Magic Cannabis's second release. We're out of it right now. So tonight's uh, weed is going to be supplied by the uh, um, Academy Award-winning uh, uh, Oscar star uh, uh, Brendan Fraser's newest movie, The Whale, uh, weed from that set, ladies and gentlemen. It's a whale of a good time that we're going to have uh, on this evening's show, and we're smoking fake weed from the set of uh, The Whale, exclusively, of course, because, you know, it's it's Hollywood magic weed, just like in the Cheech and Chong movies. They didn't really smoke weed. Are you, are you stupid? Hi, come on. No, it was fake weed because, you know, it's a movie set, blah, 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 millions of dollars. That's the same kind of weed we have, ladies and gentlemen. I've FedExed it to everybody that's going to come, uh, come on the show tonight. By the way, we're going to have after dinner. They're finishing up dinner. Uh, we had a pinch hitter uh, guest appearance from Wendy and James. We were supposed to have a different guest, and then basically that didn't work out. So then I was like, oh, shoot, we should probably try, you know, maybe some getting some other guests or something. So I called up, uh, well, DM'd, I guess, rather, uh, Romulan and Wendy and James. Both of them actually said, uh, let's do it. Unfortunately, Romulan, I think, has had a power cut, so we may not get to see Romulan tonight. He may still stop by if his power works out, da -da -da, he's got a generator, whatever. But if not tonight, then he might come tomorrow. Or not tomorrow, sorry. Next week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk to Romulan again. I was kind of looking forward to it. And by the way, I wanted to say before we get a little bit further into disclaimers, uh, because I simply might forget, uh, I was thinking, oh, how cool. We actually haven't had a two-guest appearance for a super long time. We've had like one or two times when that's happened, but it's been a super long time. The last thing, last time that I can think of has been, honestly, like a couple of years with uh, Lemon Hoko and Lady Vixen. And also two very different guests. Uh, she was like an art. She is an artist. And he's, of course, a legendary breeder. And it was kind of interesting. Although I didn't really do what I'm about to say. I kind of interviewed the one and then, you know, she had to go and then we interviewed the other one. But I was thinking all this time, like, how fun would it be to have breeders that haven't met before? a meet on the show and have a little discussion or maybe they have met before or uh, i was also thinking i don't know how many times i've talked to somebody maybe a friend of mine or you know just in conversation with romulan or somebody and they're like oh i haven't talked to that other person that you've talked to how fun would it be if you could get those two people basically on the show to connect and maybe have an interesting uh, uh cannabis discussion you know that would be kind of fun so it doesn't just necessarily have to be an interview i thought it could be uh, uh really an interview between the the guests sometimes Anyway, it might not work out tonight because of Romulan's uh, power cut, of course, but we'll we'll keep it in mind. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you like the idea, please uh, let me know. Give it a second before you tell me because I have to go through this. Should probably not swear in, in English words or anything else. This list of delightful policies that we do not engage in. Ladies and gentlemen, if you were in curious in remotely anyway, if you were wondering what this show is about, for example, and yes, my leg is squeaking on this table. I don't know if you can hear it, but I can. We do not, under any circumstances, post extremely dangerous challenges. We don't discuss them. We don't uh, even think about them. We don't imagine them on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Ch challenges that pose an imminent risk of physical uh, injury are never discussed on this show. Dangerous, threatening, or other dangerous or threatening pranks are also not discussed on this show. Pranks that lead victims to fear imminent serious physical danger or that create serious emotional distress in minors, just never on this show. We wouldn't ever 
just it's not in the wheelhouse, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why it would ever come up. Instructions to kill or harm would never become would just I, it's, I, I'm not even in, I don't know how to say this. I'm not even excited about the idea of this. Like this bores me. The, the, the idea of this bores me. I don't know why we have to talk about this, but we do. Instructions to kill or harm are never shown in this show, ladies and gentlemen, showing viewers how to perform activities meant to kill or maim others. For example, giving instructions to build a bomb meant to injure or kill others would never be discussed on this show. So if you're wondering why I'm saying these crazy things, ladies and gentlemen, it's because this is exactly what I've been reported for, these things, these violent things, and I still just cannot understand it. It is just breathtaking. Anyway. Excuse me for a second. Oh, go ahead. Steve K., that's strike two. One more time, and I'm banning you from the show. Thank you. Continue, Fumi. Uh, D has the, I don't even know what uh, Steve is saying, so D has the right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll get back to it. Hard drug use or its creation is not allowed on this show either. Content that depicts abuse of or giving instructions on how to create hard drugs such as cocaine or opioids is not discussed. Hard drugs are defined as drugs that can mostly lead to physical addiction. Uh, Occasionally, someone on the show brings up a story from their past where they bring up, for example, stories of cocaine or opioid interactions. Please, ladies and gentlemen, do not under any circumstances consider those to be, first of all, true stories. Those are probably fictionalized stories, and I'm not even joking by that. Second of all, those things are in everyone's distant past, and we never under any circumstances uh, recommend those experiences, ladies and gentlemen. Those are always cautionary tales that you should look at as uh, warnings, basically, to avoid those drugs. So please, again, no hard drug use or its creation on this show. Uh, did I mention the, yes, I mentioned the instructions to kill or harm are not on this show. Eating disorders are also not on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, content that praises, glorifies, or encourages viewers to imitate anorexia or other eating disorders is never shown. Eating disorders are characterized by abnormal or disturbed eating habits, which negatively affect a person's health, including eating non-food items. None of that under any circumstances is on this show, except for, of course, in this bizarre preamble. Instructional theft or cheating is never shown, ladies and gentlemen. Showing viewers how to steal tangible goods or promoting dishonest behavior would never be shown in this show. Uh, hacking. We do not discuss hacking under any circumstances, except for, of course, in this warning. Demonstrating mm -hmm. how to use uh, computers or information technology with the intent to steal credentials, compromise personal data, or cause serious harm to others, such as, but not limited to, hacking into social media accounts is never going to be shown on this show. It's never been on the show. It's never going to be on the show. It's not on the show right now. Should be a foregone conclusion, but hey, we have to always bring it up. Anyway, uh, bypassing payment for digital content or services is also not shown on this show. Showing viewers how to use apps, websites, or other information technology to gain unauthorized access to audio content, audiovisual content, full video games, software, or streaming services that normally require payment will and is never shown on this show, ladies and gentlemen. So finally, we do not discuss any of the preceding uh, violent and dangerous topics honestly this show is a the show where we try to enjoy ourselves in a very kind of happy uh, uh, i don't know happy-go-lucky way ladies and gentlemen certainly no violence certainly no dangerous things and everything that we discuss is i really emphasize legal so please uh, if anybody is uh, curious if this show has been reported for something if you're actually currently uh, a human being reporting the show and wondering what we're talking about is perfectly legal where we are uh, even if we were to talk about cannabis uh, uh, openly like many shows do many shows on youtube talk openly about cannabis it is actually legal it's federally legal with where canada or where uh, d is it's protected by free speech clauses and also basically legally federally it's also protected by free speech clauses here in the U.S. and it's legal, at least in my state, and de facto legal, essentially in, uh, well, it's allowed to be legal by the states. It's given to the states, essentially, by the federal government. 
So ladies and gentlemen, it's completely legal. Uh, everybody that comes on this show is legal when we talk about cannabis. We don't talk about anything that's not illegal, or I'm sorry, we don't talk about anything that's a very bizarre statement. We don't talk about anything that is illegal on this show, ladies and gentlemen. So please, if you had any doubts, no violence, no illegality, no inappropriate behavior whatsoever, frankly. And uh, I wish that was the end of that, but we have to say it every single time lest we get reported. Mm -hmm. So it is what it is. Uh, thanks very much, my friends, for being patient for that. Uh, and uh, for the overwhelming bulk of you, the literally 99.99999% of you probably that do not report this show, that do not do any kind of bizarre behavior that uh, uh, really messes with this show or frankly infringes on any of our free speech rights. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for being the real heroes. Yes, ironically, the overwhelming majority of you are the real heroes, but that's how it is sometimes in life. 99 point or many percent of you, ladies and gentlemen. But thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for just being normal viewers that just watch the show to enjoy it and just have a good fun time, stuff like that. Hey, you guys are the real heroes. By the way, thank you, Dee. Thank you very much for hanging. Uh, let me make sure that you are the co-host here. Yes, you are the co-host. Right on. So, by the way, uh, before I get to Dee, uh, we are going to have a, a guest uh, this afternoon. I did actually say this already, but I guess I'll re-emphasize it for anyone just tuning in. Uh, the other guest that I was talking about before couldn't make it, so we, we may reschedule that at some point. Uh, but uh, we're going to have Wendy and James. They're actually finishing up dinner, uh, so they're perfectly allowed to do so. We were talking about this before the show. They're like, oh, is it okay? We don't know. Absolutely. Let's, let's just figure it out. It's so that everybody's happy. So ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to basically do our introductions and stuff. Maybe I'll do my commercial and all that kind of stuff. And then hopefully uh, Wendy and James will join us. And by the way, folks, you guys are more than welcome to join us. Uh, guest rules do apply, but uh, I'm going to loosen it up a little bit because Wendy and James are, I think, here to have a pretty chill discussion. I don't have a ton of questions ahead of time because, again, I was going to talk to somebody else. So anyway, uh, uh, how do I say, be fun to have some uh, fresh faces, some fresh discussion on the show. So yeah. if you do want to come on the show, you're you're welcome. Please be polite. So uh, there's a bunch of people in the show who haven't been on the show for a while. I see a couple of you guys. I don't want to single you guys out just in case you get frozen. But, you know, hopefully you guys know who you are. Uh, you're, you guys are more than welcome to hop on here. I know that a lot of you guys probably have organic grow questions uh, for Wendy and James. I kind of wanted to talk to Wendy and James more about like their conference, about their conference kind of stuff going forward. I have sort of selfish reasons because I want to bring up my, you know, I want to bring back my tasting group, right? So I just kind of want to get their their take on their experiences and everything else and get their vibe on, you know, what their farm is going to happen, you know, or, or, or what's some, what am I trying to say? Uh, what's going to happen on their farm? What are they going to grow this year? Do they have a plan already? They probably do for the genetics that they're going to run uh do they have the the methodology i mean i'm sure they have the methodology set up but, you know it'd be fun to hear all that stuff right so that was the kind of stuff i want to ask but you know folks hop on uh, and uh, miranda family farms cheers good to see you buddy uh, uh seriously if you guys would like to hop on be polite be decent uh, uh, come on here don't be a dick don't show your dick and i'm going to loosen up the uh, guest rules a little bit just because uh, wendy and james are repeat uh, uh, visitors <laughs> and uh, also i don't think they take any shit so if frankly if anybody wants to fuck with them i think they have uh, pretty pretty sharp knuckles as well so ladies and gentlemen uh, i don't think we have to worry too much but again, oh, I should probably post the link. That would be super helpful if I did that. Uh, D, what's going on, my friend? What's the what's the good word, buddy? Welcome. What's going on, Fibor? What's going on, chat? Hope everybody had a great week. Yeah, it's Tuesday. Um, tonight I am smoking. <laughs> Sorry, huh? I just removed my own. So I, I promise I'm not high. That's yet. funny. I just removed it. <laughs> you restricted yourself. <laughs> 
Did can I just I... time myself out? No, I, oh, okay, I see good. it. I don't think you can. You're the... That would be amusing if I tied myself out. All right. Back Walk to you, D, sorry. Yourself. Right. Wet poop, astro pink, super pink, BC grease monkey, BC bubble kush, OG kush, candy kush, and Kalafi Kush with that rapper guy, Wiz Kalafi, Kalafi, whatever the fuck his name is. Anyways, yeah, that's what I'm smoking on tonight. And find me on Instagram at D underscore zombie at underscore. Yeah, cheers, man. everybody. I'm just uh, catching up on the chat here. Uh, cheers, everybody. Cheers, Bud Kilowatt. Cheers, Deadfish fan. Crime work grows in the house. I cannot see at the moment who is first or who was first. Hopefully, I can see it. Dang it, the thing is covering it up. All right, maybe D will tell everybody who's first. I can't. Uh, I can't. Oh, you can't see it either. So I can't. No. I literally can't see who's fucking first. All right, you know what? I'm just gonna have to unpin that. Crime work <laughs> grows. There we go. Crime work grows. Uh, cheers, Grandmore Gross. Good to see you. Can I repin that message? Oh, thankfully, we can all have our cake and eat it too. Isn't that amazing? Uh, at least just this one time. Cheers, Tattoo Trav. Good to see you. Hey. Cheers, Time Me Up. Cheers, Highlander. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, he said, uh, Cheers and Shalom, Fumi and Stunt Ganja Familium. Okay. Good to see you as well. Uh, okay. Timey Up is still here. Still believes in magic dust. Good to see you, Timey. Uh, uh, Josh Colbert in the house. What's going on, buddy? Who else is in here? Uh, 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 ready kilowatt, ready to hit hot fire. Bud, I read to two people at the same time. Bud kilowatt, ready to hit hot fire. Good to see you guys. Old school in the house. Respect old school. T. Barrington, nice to see you, my friend. Uh, can you report the show for being amazing? That would be wonderful. Uh, rainbows pop out when you do that, probably. I don't know, but uh, let's see here. Who else in here? Cheers, Steve K. Cheers, RD Organic Growing Show. Cheers, everybody. Uh, welcome. Oh, and cheers, Dr. Uh, Dank420. So, welcome, guys. I guess we're just basically goofing off here for a little bit before uh, Wendy and James hop on. Uh, uh, my in my imagination, because Wendy and James have such a like elegant farm and everything else, in my imagination, we're gonna have to ask them. Probably every dinner is like 15 courses, it's like a French feast, but there's like three soup courses, there's like eight different salads, vichyssoise, and just all kinds of like uh, you know, literally, like <laughs> I, I don't know, it's, I don't know who prepares it all. Like, it, it, I, that's probably a lot of time. Maybe they have their own French cook. I don't know. Yeah. They don't seem like they're, they're super rich. That. What if they inherited like a great aunt who's like just an amazing French cook that just lives with them? And, uh -huh. and maybe they didn't tell anybody. I don't want to break their secret. If they, That's my imagination, basically, is what's happening. So several different salads. And then comes like the funny enough in the U.S., we call it the entree, the main course. But actually in, in French, it's like the, the in-between course. It's like the entree, the the the. the uh, welcome to the rest of it basically how funny is that right so like a fish course they probably have like three or four fish courses then comes the rack of lamb what else then like a whole sushi on a carousel i want to say it's not it's yeah. not french anymore it just suddenly like switched completely then since we are basically like doing all kinds of stuff there's like a, a turkish kebab chef that comes out of nowhere oh my right yeah, yeah, yeah oh and then the end for dessert spun cotton candy machine made by an actual clown that's my right. guess. That's my guess. And so we're going to have to ask him how close that I am to uh, uh, being right. I'm, I'm pretty sure I nailed it. Pretty sure I nailed it. Maybe right. I got a couple of the courses wrong. I mean, I don't know, you know, like maybe they don't do like eight salads. Maybe that maybe <laughs> they think that's excessive. Uh, 
uh why can't i ever go to my website the first time there we go now i can do it uh and did i do it without doing no script super duper duper party pooper something super. anyway ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show and uh thank you for sitting through all the disclaimers and stuff uh if you guys did not know also by the way there's a little bit uh, more meat to the show here uh the show is essentially <laughs> self-sponsored basically so i don't take any sponsors i don't uh recommend any chinese lights or you know, pretend that there are things that you need to buy from me or from someone else. I don't uh, tell you to buy nutrients that you don't need. I don't tell you to go do anything really that you shouldn't do. Uh, frankly, half the time I try to save you a little bit of cash if you ask. But in the meantime, the show does uh, uh, get supported essentially by itself, uh, essentially, because I am a cannabis beer. So if you guys didn't know that, please go take a look at uh, com. If you guys did know that, please go take a look again, because there's a bunch of new strains available. Uh, at the moment right now, I have quite a variety of stuff for you, uh, frankly, sort of uh, don't have a huge amount, I have to say it, uh, not yet, of heavy duty Indica stuff yet. Uh, there's some stuff in the works, some stuff in the plans, but honestly, if you really need heavy duty, duty Indica stuff, uh, feel free to ask me. I have a few breeders in mind uh, that do really excellent work on some of this stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, I'm probably not the person for you if you want the really knockdown stuff. Uh, but at the moment, if you want basically anything that's sort of, um, I guess you could say middle of the road hybrid to really at the, at, at the moment, very racy sativas, uh, I have you covered. And honestly, I'm not really joking. So ladies and gentlemen, like I say, F-U-M-I-D-O-R-O.com. You can also type chronictable.com or of course, uh, Fumidoro basically means fumes of gold.com. At least it's a pun, but anyway, you can type fumes of gold.com it'll take you to that same place when you're there basically you hit the shopping page and of course here we're at the strains and package deals place right here by the way if you want to save a little bit of time and just get a, a package deal you can always ask me ladies and gentlemen the dark gauntlet is probably the most unclear at the moment i'll tell you about that in a second uh the baller pack you could even just tell me hey fumidor uh, uh you know i've heard that you uh, uh like good cannabis and whatever else do you have any recommendations yo, yo. people have asked me that cheers d i actually didn't give d a, a chance to to say that sorry i sprung it on him uh but uh uh ladies and gentlemen if you guys uh, would like some recommendations i would be absolutely happy to give you some uh the baller pack with the hey fumador pick one is a surprisingly popular option uh, but again if you'd like to pick your own strains please just let me know in the notes and i would be perfectly happy to do that as well the smaller pack ladies and gentlemen as you can imagine is pretty much half that size and the menagagana is the first three editions of uh, morgana still haven't come up with a name to make the four pack or whatever of uh, uh morgana so at the moment if you honestly want the four pack of morgana just ask for the dark gauntlet and, and essentially just ask me for the four ganas we were kind of joking about that but i was like yeah it's kind of a cheesy name at the same time i don't want to just like i don't know the menagagana is kind of funny it's tongue-in-cheek and stuff but it's also yeah i mean it's funny ryan krakowski came up with it it was a super fun pun uh but like the Forgana Morgana. I was like, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure yet. Maybe I'll I'll change my mind. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the Dark Gauntlet is supposed to be all three Sauron crosses, uh, uh, which are basically the TOBPR crosses that are available right now. And then you get to pick your fourth strain, pretty much. So you get four strains. Uh, if you would rather honestly get four of something else, you can perfectly honestly just ask me. That's not really a big deal. So for example, if you want all four currently available editions of Morgana, literally version one, two, three, Three, three is the Sour Morgana, and then the four is with the Coot Special. You could just ask me for the Dark Gauntlet, and I'd be perfectly happy to give it to you. 
In the meantime, Fumador, you're saying, uh, tell me more about these strains. Well, I would be happy to, ladies and gentlemen. Where should we start? Oh, we should start, I guess, with the Dark Lord, ladies and gentlemen. This is, uh, it's a long story. I was going to name these something a little bit different, but then there were some shenanigans with the original creator of part of these crosses. So I just decided, you know what, what better than the unseen dark entity from the Lord of the Rings? Have you ever noticed how Sauron basically never appears? He is this uh, uh, dark, demonic, and unspeakably powerful force but always off camera. How interesting. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, puns very much intended. Uh, Sauron 3 by Coot Special. This cross is going to be pretty fucking spectacular. So the difference between the Dark Lord, the Deceiver, and the Evil Eye is that it is actually three different phenotypes that I picked that are very different representations, essentially, of the cross. So the uh, number three is the most T.O. heavy. It looks morphologically very much like T.O. Squat, heavy, densely greasy, looks like Twinkies kind of stacked on top of each other uh fat tie leaves although honestly they all have kind of similar leaves uh but definitely the the, the stackage i think is the, the the most obvious tell interestingly enough though that it basically is a to that perps out to is very uh unknown for purpling out except for in the very rarest circumstances with the cold and stuff from what i understand i've certainly never gotten it to perp out but the 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 Sauron three rather is uh, very much a purple cross. I unfortunately don't have any cro- pictures developed for it yet. Sorry, that's my fault. I swear to you, gonna work on it. But uh, 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 at the moment, anyway, here's a, a macro stack basically for it. The number two, the Deceiver, basically is that TO BPR cross, same thing, but it is, on the other hand, a BPR heavily, uh, heavy leaning phenotype. Still very, ironically, still very TO leaning. The flavor is still very much, and Noob was right, as, as I was talking, it's kind of funny, you need other people to bounce ideas off of. There is lemon in it. His phenotype is very lemony, apparently. He's one of the very few people who's grown that cross, by the way. Uh, he was saying that he liked it, and it was basically very, very lemony. I can't remember exactly what else he said, but something lemony and be piney i don't remember i was like really lemony you know what it's right basically it's for me anyway this kind of doughy gassy lemon maybe or slightly lemony like a hint of a lemon cream pie or something or maybe like a like a a madeleine cookie or something just a little bit of lemon right like a little bit of lemon and like a pastry dough in that sort of doughy gas very interesting very unique flavor honestly Anyway, fairly common uh, across all three of them. The number two, again, is uh, uh, predominantly green. It's not very uh, purple bud meat. It's basically a green uh, phenotype of BPR, but you can sort of recognizably see it again. I actually do have good pictures of that one, but I have not developed them well enough. Sorry about that. Uh, My camera choke my computer chokes on right at the moment it's whatever it's my excuses excuses and the number one is uh, halfway in between that one I think I do have pictures of as well. Uh, same excuse. People are being like, Fumador, the fuck? Fucking develop the photos. I know, I know. Uh, I promise. I'll get them as soon as I possibly can. Uh, the evil eye basically reminded me the most of the Dark Tower, basically, from the Lord of the Rings. I was like, all right, this shit's evil. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, the Dark Lord, the Deceiver, and the Evil Eye is basically a triptych of uh, these so-called Sauron cross, uh, crosses. Uh, Going to be working with that Sauron uh, uh, strain in the future. I really liked the way I, uh, 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 how do I say it? I liked what happened, or no, it's fucking terrible English. I like what I have seen so far. I like a lot, actually, what I've seen so far. And uh, the whole intention, basically, I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago when I just sort of, not even randomly, I mean, we, we, 
planned it, but we planned it sort of randomly. Anyway, ran into Pharmax and we got to talking about different stuff. We got to talking about a few different breeders that we like. And uh, uh, the, the subject of Schwale came up and Schwale is a super wonderful photographer and everything else, speaking of macro stacks and everything. And so I looked up Schwale and, and the way he breeds and everything. Sure enough, he has this very interesting style where he basket weaves. And I was like, I'll be fucking damned. That's the best description of what I've been babbling about for a couple, three years now. One of the reasons why I don't feel like I need to retain a lot of the fathers that I work with is that essentially I work down my line, but every once in a while I'm adding something in, putting it back, adding it in, putting it back. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Sauron is part of that. Essentially, I have woven in the TO, and then basically as I weave that into other stuff, I'll weave other things back in and on and on and on. Hopefully we'll get ourselves a nice strong denim. Hopefully, I'm not babbling too much. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys would like to try the Dark Gauntlet, or of course, any of those individually, please let me know. The Evil Eye has by far, by far, by far the lowest stock, so please don't sleep on that one if you guys do want that halfway in between representation, or if you do want the Dark Gauntlet, don't wait too long, because the Evil Eye is going to be the one that, God damn, that hurt. Uh, the Evil Eye is going to be the one that uh, runs out uh, the first. Uh, totally different, basically. Not totally different, I guess, because it's got the same father. But take a look, ladies and gentlemen, at Figment. This is Forbidden Fruit, a wonderful cross of Forbidden Fruit. In fact, I was smoking something the other day, and I was like, fuck, they use the same cross, uh, the same cut of uh, Forbidden Fruit that I did. What the fuck was I smoking? That's a very good question. Um, it's nothing that I just bought today. But it, maybe it'll come to me. I was smoking something the other day, and I was like, this tastes exactly like this cut. And the cut is locally available, so I guess that wouldn't be super surprising. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, super purple. Uh, please excuse the already revegging leaf structure. If you know, you know. Uh, if you don't, I guess just ignore it and look at the pretty colors. Uh, she was quite literally revegging, basically, because the Saurons around her were already revegging. But anyway, really nice uh, cut of uh, Forbidden Fruit. Not the absolute highest yielding by any means, but uh, incredibly flavorful orange juice, fruit punch, uh, very distinctive, very loud, not very grapey. You know how you're always getting like, excuse me, the grapiness off those really purple things. I have something super purple tonight uh, that I picked up at the dispensary. Probably very grapey. At least it smells very grapey. Not very grapey on this. Uh, very, very, very orange fruity. Anyway, so that forbidden fruit cross to the Coot Special should be a very high yielding plant. Should be among the shorter crosses of the Coot Special crosses. So when I say 70 days, hopefully this will finish a little bit under 70 days. You know, you never know exactly. And I'm not going to be too optimistic when I tell you that, but I hope, hope, hope 65, 66, 67, because of course that's a lot more normal for a lot of folks' gardens. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this whole spiel and you're like, eh, Fibon, I'm not going to grow one of these long fucking crosses. What are you, high? Well, I hope to be soon here. I'm, I'm going to roll a joint. But no, ladies and gentlemen, come on, don't forget. Uh, most of the time when you're honest with yourself, you grow your crosses. If you're growing them well anyway, you grow them to about nine weeks, right? You literally take them a little bit over 60 days, 63, 65, 66, 67 days, whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, wait three or four more days. Or honestly, if you took them to like 63 days, wait one more week and then you have these done. And you have an incredible, uplifting, uh, ceilingless high. For example, this gaffer tape here. Uh, Dee and I were talking about how many times we've grown uh, GG4 crosses, and they've been stunners. And I just, it's kind of cracks me up because honestly, every time I've actually grown a GG4 cross, I've really liked it. And so you logically would think, why am I not growing more GG4 cross? Uh, okay, anyway. 
you know, that's when you basically yell at yourself and say, no, it's off camera, but we'll, we won't, we won't insult ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen. We just, we're just going to grow more GT4 crosses. And also, thankfully, I actually have GT4, so now I can grow more of that, which is, I'm so happy about it because it's very tasty. It's so tasty. I really enjoy it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Gaffer Tape is uh, GT4 herself, the one and only. Buy the Coot Special. Get yourself something that has a ceilingless GG4 high because, again, that Coot Special, the Highland Thai Kerala, I honestly have been thinking about, frankly, every time I say that Coot Special, it feels like I'm saying a practical joke that just is being played on everybody. I need to get into that, too. I wonder what people think about if potentially changing that name to the Highland Thai Kerala. Seriously, every time I say the name Coot Special, I think that it's a fucking practical joke. Anyway, I'm going to keep saying it, but I'm going to ask you guys in the chat, see what we uh, discuss about it. But anyway, in the meantime, Liverpool. the weed itself. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I am not. I might not change it because, I mean, it is what it is. I'm, I'm one of those people that has said for a long time that you should keep the names of things consistent. But at the same time, this does seem like it was a fucking joke. Anyway like a joke in a in a in a not funny way anyway uh ladies and gentlemen the weed is not a, a, a joke i can tell you that it is uh the highland thai kerala lovely lovely fucking weed so by the way that's a macro stack of it this is one of the, the uh the ants this is ant uh, uh, this is ant number one this is ant number one <laughs> this is the coot special ant number one uh this is the sister to the father basically so this is just so you can see the kind of wild trichome style and everything else very good yield on this one not uh uh what was i gonna say uh no yeah good yield on this one this one really didn't need any support yeah actually good this one i had a couple other ones that needed a little bit of support and stuff like that uh and were a little bit less rot resistant and stuff but this one is actually solid anyway this one also was very much like a 70 day cross so actually like i said uh many of the coot specials i let them go too long to see how long was too long 75 80 days was actually too long see how the leaves are like yellowed out and busted out and stuff this was at i guess uh what 80 days yeah 82 days what's 12 weeks i can't remember i can't remember how many how many fucking days is it it's 12 weeks I, that's embarrassing that i don't know anyway at the stroke of 12 weeks basically was way too much uh and uh already like a week to 10 days before that was honestly more than enough and i remember honestly just thinking oh that's good to know so anyway i guess i'll wrap it up ladies and gentlemen i've told you about a few of those strains if you have any more questions oh i guess i did not say so before i do wrap it up I have a few other not not longer flowering strains so if you guys would like something that's less than 70 days please go take a look at morgana v2 uh that is uh, i think going to be a really popular one this summer uh lots and lots of color on that one that should be very similar to the original morgana but a little bit more uh, berry and a little bit more color honestly in the morgana v2 because it's got a black prince ruby father which is the son of the original father the ruby jack f2 that i used so the same great ruby jack f2 uh, body and 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 uh uh, resilience and everything else stability and flavor and everything else but also essentially more nailed down strawberry oh. jam trips go ahead d Oh, right on. Cheers, buddy. Uh, weird that no one's hopping on tonight. I don't know. I guess it's just you and me, D. Uh, I guess we're just going to wait a little bit before uh, uh, Wendy and James hop on, but I guess, uh, yeah. I don't know. Can we, uh, I just want to say, can we get to your uh, two-cent joint? Oh, I'm right. Very, I'm very excited to hear about this. Uh, so I got another two-cent joint, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, another Taco Tuesday, and there's this dispensary right next to Taco Tuesday, and what can I tell you? They always give me, like, 
I'm always talking shit about corporate chains, but every time I go to the corporate chains, they have so many discounts that you end up like not spending very much on stuff. So I swear to shit, I did not spend all that much. And I got a couple of eights at a two cent joint of uh, duct tape. And duct tape is uh, similar to my uh, gaffer tape. And honestly, yes, I basically uh, got inspiration for duct for the name gaffer tape from duct tape. The duct tape is a different cross, though. It's from Archive. It is uh, GG4 crossed to their face-off OG. Is it one of their BXs or is it not? Now I'm forgetting. I think it's not. I'll, t- I'll look it up here in a second. And mm-hmm. then the uh, my gaffer tape is mm-hmm. GG4 crossed to that Coot Special the Highland Tide Kerala. Let's look up their duct tape. Duct tape's kind of legendary around here. If, if people don't know Archive, they are a Portland area mm-hmm. breeder and dispensary. Mm-hmm. Um the I guess the breeding is predominantly I think done by the guy that is the the boss and I think main partner, uh, uh, Fletcher. I don't quote me on the the management structure. Honestly, Flora would know that better, but uh, I think he's the, the the main guy and very 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 well respected breeder. And they are probably the best, in my opinion, probably the best uh, dispensary anywhere in the area. Uh, this did not this I did not get this from archive. It's their their strain, but it's not. I got this from what nectar, I want to say. Yeah, nectar, I think it is. So this is fuck off. It's a good thing I looked it up. It's not Dosido. It's not a face-off, it's Dosido. It's GG4 by Dosido. God damn it. I don't yeah. know that. And the Dosido, okay, it is half face-off, but still the Dosido is OG OGKB by face-off OGBX1. Dang it, I just accidentally started photo app okay don't do that here let me here we got oh there we go wendy and james i think we're gonna hop on here in a second as they do we'll just basically oh talk about the duct tape gg4 by dosido well that explains this little bit of a funky note basically as i was uh, uh smelling it interesting all right yeah, that that uh um oh shit Brain spark. <laughs> the stranger just said the cross. Um, uh, which one, Dosido or duct tape? Yeah, or Dosido Do-Si-Do has that funky tape smell to it. That would explain I- it. Yeah. Right on. Uh, cheers, everybody in the chat. By the way, cheers, martial artist. Cheers, uh, Atomic Spoon. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, what on the early start is this? No. Oh, because you're not on daylight savings time. How freaking funny. Uh, yeah, we're we're what a week early or a week late or whatever it is that we are. Um, that's super annoying that like all the world doesn't change at the same time. Hey, cheers, James. What's going on, bud? Uh, uh welcome hey, to the show. Up? Welcome, man. Great hey, background, James. by the way. Very artistic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? That was a terrible introduction. Welcome, James. <laughs> Welcome to the show. How's it going? <laughs> it's uh, it's going good, man. Just uh, working. We're actually Wendy's downstairs finishing up a leprechaun trap for one of the kids' school projects, and then uh, we got probably five hundred uh, seedlings to transplant tonight. <laughs> So I was going to ask you, what's your, uh, what's your, like, uh, I don't know. Do you have like a genetic strategy or like, how do you guys plan it? I mean, uh, uh, 
you it's a lot of money even if people give you the seats for free or if you make them yourself or anything else it's worth a lot of money in the end so what do you what do you do basically to kind of plan for the year or what's your what's your game plan for the the genetics uh so wendy might be a better person to ask as far as um selecting for certain traits and stuff because she has like uh she's a nerd when it comes to genetics and i always tell everyone i did myself a disservice growing up as a uh, cannabis user because anyone anytime anyone tried to tell me what they were selling me i would make them feel like a fool (laughs) and tell them i didn't give a shit i just wanted to be good and get me high and uh so i kind of did myself a service when it comes to uh you know what cultivars have what effects and you know the tastes and kind of that Mm. stuff so those are things i've been developing a lot since i've been with wendy um, her normal go-to is to get her big giant shopping bags full of like 20 years of genetic collecting and cool. to kind of go through. Um, in previous years, she's kind of tried to pick what she thought would sell on the market. And this year, because we're um, setting ourselves up with our own distribution space, uh, we can do more small batch things. It's, it's a little more um, cost effective for us. So we're doing a lot of just whatever we want to grow. Um, we're doing some small batches of stuff. Some of these things we're only, you know, we only have 10 seeds of. So that's that's what it'll be. Um, so basically we germinate everything and then it'll, it'll go outside and, and before they um, make it out to the field at the farm, uh, they'll all get sexed. <clears throat> but uh, this year we're running a lot of cultivars for hash production. So I actually have a friend. Nice. Um, in Oklahoma, who uh, runs uh, Synergy Hash Co. out there, and um, he allowed us to stop on the way back from the conference and take a bunch of cuts from his room. Uh, so we, we got all kinds of really great hash cuts awesome. that he's been hunting for like 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, so, and there's some stuff in there that like, you know, people have been, I've heard people lament about not having anymore. Oh, you remember when there was like, the real papaya going around and um so it's like kind of kind of some of that stuff so we're moving more towards making hash a lot more hash this year what's your guys's uh i've heard a lot of uh uh, california growers i guess especially maybe i don't know i don't know why it's only been the california maybe just because of the legalization stuff anyway i've heard a bunch of california outdoor growers uh say that they don't like to grow stuff from cut basically they grow from seed essentially outdoors for the tap root for the vigor what do you guys do do you grow um, like a mix basically of seeds and clones or or is it all clones or i'm sorry is it all seeds what is it we have three gardens two of them are light depth gardens and those that everything's clones that go in there um and then in the full term garden um last year it was a mix uh just because the season was kind of weird and we had a lot of plants that didn't show sex until super late so we did put a lot of clones in there but in general the full term it's all seed um uh so generally you know wendy will pop seeds um you know february and then uh everything goes outside and then they show sex um and then just kind of picking out the females um and then actually taking those out to the field to plant um my coming from indoor growing my kind of thing was well why don't you start them inside and then bring them outside and all this thing and it's just such a hassle and for her she's i know she's been doing this forever where you know if they get their seeds outside early enough they show sex and don't really go into flower by the time Mm -hmm. 
they're tall enough. The cycle is long enough that they just keep rolling along. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, everything in the full term is our seed plants. And this year, especially everything that's going out there. are. Uh, and why is that? Is that because they're more vigorous or is there another reason? Uh, I think a lot of people have had um, issues with getting clones and then they're either too early in the season and then finding a place for them mm. um, and issues with them uh, flipping into flower because they've been under, you know, certain lighting for a long time. And then you're moving it into an outdoor situation or a greenhouse for a lot of people that, that has something to do with it. Um, and then obviously, you know, you grow some monster plants, but you get it started early enough yeah. to get it out there. Um, you grow mm. absolute monsters. That makes sense. And Wendy probably has, this, you know, different reasons why I'm going off of why they, why it's been explained to me why they do it. Um, Cause I'm not traditionally an outdoor cannabis grower. I'm an indoor guy, you know, well, growing, I don't mean, that. I don't mean to put you on the spot. <laughs> what was I talking about? Um, thank you, by the way, for, uh, pinch hitting or whatever the expression is i guess that we would use essentially kind of coming in at, at sort of last minute as a guest i really appreciate that uh and uh, uh i guess i was saying as a result you know we don't have to have like a super official uh, uh back and forth interview or something we, we can have a, a discussion i was by the way i'm curious what you think about this uh, uh idea i was hoping that romulan was going to be able to make it but i guess he has a power cut so he might have to make it next week anyway i was hoping that all of you guys be able to get on here because I thought, oh, how fun would it be? First of all, you guys haven't met as far as I know. So that was, you know, going to be just kind of a fun conversation there. But also I thought, oh, interesting. You know, you guys have uh, similar methodology or s similar uh, paths maybe, but also very different. Uh, 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 what, what am I trying to say? Different perspectives of the same kind of interest. He's basically a breeder. He grows, I think, primarily synthetically. Uh, you guys grow exclusively organically. You guys don't really breed anything. I don't know. And so I thought it would be an interesting sort of comparison and contrast uh, discussion. Uh, what do you think? Would that be something, uh, uh, first of all, that you'd be interested in doing in the future on a planned basis? Uh, but second of all, do you think that that's a good idea? I also thought that, for example, it would be nice not just because for example you guys hadn't uh, met but uh oftentimes i'll be talking let's say for example to romulan and be like oh that other guy that you talked to i haven't met him how great would that be to talk and i thought how interesting would that be to be like a discussion matchmaker basically what do you think yeah wendy and i were actually talking about uh we were like oh sweet we're gonna talk to the guy from romulan because we're actually um first of all wendy that's her favorite thing is to talk about genetics that's her nice. jam she's a super nerd about it like i said i'm i'm basically struggling to catch up after you know 20 years of, of fucking off when it comes to that stuff but um yeah we love talking to breeders well you know we do some breeding here we're going to be doing a lot of pheno hunting this this next year or two um in the indoor and uh try to do something outside but we're just not really set up for it um but yeah we love talking about that stuff we're actually running what you know supposedly some of his stuff we bought some stuff from a seed bank uh mm. that's supposed to be romulan genetics so right on. uh we were kind of like yeah sweet we get to talk to him and, and ask him about what we're running and stuff so super cool guy i was telling you uh, uh wendy and james that he's whip smart and he, he absolutely is he's one of those guys that you can tell he's 
research the issues backwards and forwards and you're not going to get uh, by him on some tiny detail and it was interesting to to see that perspective because there are so many different uh perspectives not any of them really more right than the other there's plenty of ways to do a, a, a plant breeding i mean it is ultimately a fairly simple thing and people who have had no scientific background whatsoever have been doing advanced plants plant breeding for thousands of years when you think about it wheat and barley and all the crops that we enjoy have already were domesticated long before we stepped on the the, the scene basically with our concepts of genetics and alleles and everything else and so how do i say it like it is very possible still to this day people in africa and other places south america do plant breeding basically in the forest and so you can do it by science you can do it by art you can do it by some combination of the above anyway it's interesting to see the the, the variety of different perspectives anyway hopefully I, we'll have a discussion like that in the future go ahead i don't know if people realize how much of our food that we grow is not in the form that it was found by human beings. Yeah. you know like the the, the uh, ear of corn that we grow is nothing like mm -mm. the corn that you know it came from so uh, yeah. yeah we've been doing this for a long long time and i actually was cutting together a video yesterday talking about um, KNF versus Jadam. And um, that was one of the things I brought up was, you know, we, we've been doing agriculture. <laughs> I was like, well, that's up for debate because, you know, some people will tell you it's been about 10,000 years. And then, you you know, you really start looking into things. It might be far, far longer than that. Civilization has definitely been around a lot longer than just 10,000 years mm -hmm. as uh, the evidence around the globe is starting to come out more and more. So that stuff's kind of interesting to me for sure. We also probably had a lot of false starts with civilization where civilizations might have started and stopped and then basically been wiped away by flood or catastrophe or anything else. And I mean, humankind has been modern for, I think they say biologically modern for about 200,000 years. And so in, in other words, basically like you, you, you or any of your relatives or anybody that's watching the show is indistinguishable biologically from anyone that's been alive in the last 200,000 years. You can just literally mix and match those people and they could find a way to survive in that society. So in that circumstance, you think, oh, surely there must have been great inventors and great thinkers and everything else. Now, a lot of those people were hamstrung by the fact that they had to invent everything from the ground up right like you're not going to get einstein with relativity and shit when he lives in a mud hut right he has to invent like one thing at a time but how do i say it like uh over time there surely must have been some civilizations that came and went and maybe just got wiped away by disease and famine twenty thousand years ago and we can't even find them i don't know we'll see we, we certainly have found a lot of really interesting things in uh, south america for example people thought that there were no great cities uh, and in fact this was one of the big talking points of the spanish oh such simple people they had uh, no big cities no it turns out they had a pyramid the biggest pyramid in the world is actually in south america it's far bigger than the the great pyramid of giza uh like three times as big or something in guatemala i want to say and it was from like 1500 years ago or a thousand years ago and it's just completely covered in uh, uh well not, not anymore but it was completely covered in vegetation and until they basically accidentally stumbled on it one time i think they literally some fucking explorer bumped into it with his knee and he's like, oh shit it's a fucking sharp rock and they're like oh wait that's a sharp rock never mind that's not normal and they basically you know moved the vegetation away and it's a gigantic fucking pyramid anyway why am i talking about this instead of interviewing our it, guests dude it, so well I, I i love it i you know we've just ha having a discussion is is great um Hey, so I don't know. Are you familiar with Ash the younger everywhere. Dryas? Uh, the young, uh, or have okay, you heard a little that bit. term? 
let me look it up and i have heard the term uh please enlighten us as i so people quite literally and, and and if you go back to like early spanish accounts of of going to south america and discovering their americas there are lots of accounts of cities and then a hundred years later they went back and they couldn't find anything because the first time europeans came over here they brought a bunch of diseases and then they wiped everybody out <clears throat> and so then when they came back later there was nobody there so this is why you know there's like the um the uh the lost city of gold that gets talked mm. about um it's very possibly a real thing um they've with using lidar they've scanned like not even one percent of the amazon jungle and everywhere they scan it they find cities underneath the jungle there's a reason why the majority of the Amazon jungle are are fruiting trees and, and, and plants that we can eat. Um, and now they know that the jungle was planted. It was cultivated. These were cities here. And once humans were gone, there was no one to maintain or, you know, the jungle eats shit relatively fast. So that's why we just we don't see it. But it, it's it's everywhere. Even here in the United States, there are literally all across the U.S. And unfortunately, a lot of them have been destroyed over time. But there are tons of ancient uh places um that are still left um uh, probably one of the most favorite uh famous ones is um serpent mound in ohio which is a giant snake built on the ground um it's massive and all of these structures are, are usually aligned with some type of um astrological importance um so it's it's you know humans have been around a long time i i i would challenge anyone um you know, get get out there and do some looking because what the what mainstream archaeology posits as what human history is, we're we're far far older. Um, the Younger Dryas uh, is actually a period of time um, during the last ice age that is it, proven through core samples and samples around the world. There's a, a black mat layer that they find that um, there was major cataclysm um, on the Earth um about 12,800 years ago like 10,800 BC um where it's thought that um comets or asteroids impacted uh the North American ice sheet which was a mile thick when you're talking about a mile high sheet of ice um that they think was uh flash flooded and so they <clears throat> there's actually when they go back and look at the ice sheets and for anyone like I am a fucking idiot when it comes to this stuff. If you really want to know about this shit, uh, research uh, Graham Hancock and Randall Carlson. They've been on Joe Rogan's podcast a bunch. Um, Graham Hancock just, uh, there's a a show um, on Netflix that just came out. It's a documentary. It's Apocalypse something. It's like eight or nine episodes, and it covers a lot of these sites and the, the thinking behind them, the astrological importance, and that literally every civilization around the world they all built built pyramids they all have very similar origin stories about massive floods and um, people coming from a civilization out of a disaster to come teach and these people lived alongside hunter gatherers and that's why places like the amazon jungle are full of cities that we don't know anything about um, because all their stories have been lost because they they're all dead they're gone and so we just have these remnants of things um, for instance, Quetzalcoatl is someone who is a figure coming out of a an apocalypse, a disaster, and bringing technology to its people. And this is stuff that's just like through thousands of years, we kind of have these echoes of stories 
but in reality these are probably tied to verbal histories that were handed down from people that survived a crazy apocalypse people forget you, that a lot of people forget that a lot of our stories actually do come from even older stories so for example you were saying that those stories uh uh come from older gods uh weirdly enough i know exactly what you were talking about i named one of my strains uh pacifica days i renamed it basically after i frantically had to find a new name and i had basically named it okay forgive me probably for being cheesy but i like to name shit after gods i named it the old god Kutikutli, and I'm, I don't speak native languages, so I probably butchered that. But anyway, that old god apparently literally was called the old god because he came from, he was in the Oaxacan region. Basically, I named it that because I thought it was Oaxacan on both sides. Turns out it wasn't that, so I renamed it, whatever. But in researching that god, it was really interesting because he was one of those gods. There are a few around the world. Um not Krishna, but Shiva, I want to say, is one of the other ones, for example, in India, that predate even their very ancient religions. For example, Hinduism is also very ancient already. It's like almost 5,000 years old or something by itself. Apparently, Shiva predates that. Uh, same thing with uh, Hutikutli, at least his name, the old god. They used to call him the old god because they forgot his name, apparently. Like literally so old that they forgot his fucking name. Can you imagine that? Um, the word bear is supposedly uh, the euphemism, basically, for the super scary word that we forgot for the word for the animal bear. And people were so scared of that animal and didn't want to say that word to embody their existence to basically, you know, you know, because people are superstitious, right? So they didn't want to say the scary thing to maybe uh, show up uh, uh, the, the bear. Like Voldemort. So now, yeah, and so not Voldemort. <laughs> so now we don't even know what the original word for bear was. We only know the cute word that people were like, don't, no don't poke the bear. Can you imagine? Another story I was thinking about was uh, the Klamath Indians have a story for uh, how the top of the uh, Crater Lake Mountain basically fell out of the sky. I can't remember exactly how the story goes, but it either fell away or blew up or whatever, and it was replaced by a lake. And that happened like 11,000 years ago. Well, sure enough, the people were there. Like their ancestors were there. Like there's archaeological uh, 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 remnants. There's there's basically evidence, you know, through the sedimentation layers and everything else. Like they've been there for 10 or 11,000 well, years. What's interesting is the, that younger Dryas period that we're talking about, they think it's thousands of asteroidal impacts because we pass through a comet stream and we actually pass through it twice a year. Um, but uh, so the fact that there's thousands strewn across the Northern hemisphere, like it, this was, this affected everybody. And what I don't think people realize, and I, I've, I've talked to my kids about this who are relatively young, just to try to give them some perspective on things, which is where do we build our cities at? All of our cities are built on coastlines rivers the oceans lakes but the rivers and the oceans those fluctuate and during the younger Dryas, sea levels went up 400 feet now that's massive that means there's thousands and thousands and thousands of square miles of land of continental shelf that used to be above water and we barely barely do research in our oceans we know more about outer space than some of the shit in our ocean so there are for certain tons of cities and civilizations that were just washed away. They're under the ocean. There's no remnant of them. Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Bimini Road, but that that's something that you could point to that is a large megalith structure underwater. 
and there are these things that they find around the world but it's uh it's kind of crazy dude i i you know i personally think we've been around way way longer um than than we think and uh I, you know there's obviously evidence that's coming up it's 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 hotly debated in in the scientific community but uh i, I think we've been around a lot longer and i think honestly that we should probably pay a little more heed to what our ancestors have left us because there's important clues um to what the fuck you know where we come from and i think that's kind of a question that a lot of us ask at some point in our life is like why are we here where do we come from you know whether how you know no matter how uh, allegorical you want to get with that um i think it's interesting this is intriguing i've never heard of this i mean uh damn the bahamas are in the middle of nowhere if you want um, to look up something interesting, look up the the Rishad structure, which they um, they're talking about now as being the po possibility of actually being the site of Atlantis, which the the date that Plato gave for the end of Atlantis is the date of this massive um, uh, flooding event that and so these, these things like these flooding events and the younger Dryas, this is all like hard science. The, these are things. But like then when you start getting into like how it affected ancient civilizations that's where people go whoa 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 you know um but this this is so this you can see from outer space people actually use this thing as navigation um but uh there's some videos online that you can watch where they actually go through all the the reasons why this could be the main city of atlantis that was talked about so much mm -hmm. i mean look at that and all that white there that's all salt apparently so it's evidence that the ocean definitely at some point came up there and receded <clears throat> so yeah again i'm a fucking idiot this is all just shit i'm watching and reading and, and finding really interesting but uh i mean the the thing is uh, i've said before like uh, anything interesting is worth looking into if it's an interesting premise or whatever look into it if it sounds stupid then it's maybe not worth looking into but if it sounds intriguing <laughs> look into it and if there's something to it you will dig up more and more and more interesting tidbits and information it won't lead you to dead ends if it is on the other hand something stupid then you'll find out eventually like you didn't know at first oh it looked great but then it turned out to be stupid that happens right like speaking of science or anything else when you're trying to figure something out sometimes you'll lead to a conclusion like oh no this is just very simple and very stupid and i understand it now and you'll walk away but if it's more and more interesting fuck dig in further i don't know i mean that looks yeah, I mean, I it looks even... intriguing when i first look at it i'm like oh like a meteorite or something that got filled with water but shit i don't know i mean there certainly are cities that got uh, uh, uh swept away and uh uh, I mean, the, either by natural or artificial means, uh, Carthage was a city that rivaled Rome, literally rivaled Rome, and the Romans destroyed it. They fucking obliterated it to the ground. And a few thousand years from now, you might never really know where. I, I, that's not true. I guess there are modern cities on the ruins of Carthage. But basically, that was kind of an accident, too, that the Romans were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we built some fucking towns on the bones of our old ancestors? And so they basically did that. And so the we do that everywhere. Still, right. But a lot we of times there's been in, in Central Asian stuff, when the Mongols basically uh, uh, swept through some places and killed all the people, some of those towns are still empty, basically, to this day. If archaeology went... I mean, how do I say this? If time went uh, far enough, 10,000 years from now, you wouldn't know that those places existed, probably. The desert will be in a different place. The Sahara Desert was not a desert 2,000 years ago. It was like a sandy, dry plain. 
It was still not a great place to hang out, but it wasn't the shitty place that it is now. It wasn't like blowing dust and whatever. It was actually like there's buffalo and whatever else on it, right? Yeah. Can you imagine 10,000 years ago? It was completely different too because that was what, during the ice ages and everything. Like over huge amounts of time, tons and tons of stuff changes. So it's actually not that hard to imagine that entire civilizations may come and go. I mean, it, we may not see them, right? Isn't that bizarre? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we find there's there are... Um, I think it's a region called Cappadocia or Cappadocia. Cappadocia in like, Oh yeah, they're underground cities. There, there are huge underground cities, and and they think they're all connected. Um, that some of them could have supported like twenty thousand people, and they they have no idea when they were made. They they can they can go back as far as like when they know the earliest people who are using them, but there's like no organic matter to date. They're completely underground. They're made out of soft rock from um, vol volcanic deposits, um, large ash deposits get compacted down and they make this soft rock. They're built into the, into the rock. So like I mean, some of those buildings ground, you can like see are built ball. up, but down below you can see it's literally in the fucking ground. Yeah, there's a city. And there used funny. to be tons of places like this. There are tons of places. This is one of the early, I think they say this one is not actually as ancient as uh, uh, people used to say but people actually have uh, inhabited this area for a long time let's look this up in a second here because i might be wrong this is actually pretty old but uh i, I had a turkish friend years ago who told me that this place has been inhabited for a long time uh one of the reasons why is because it was one of the easiest place to see invaders pass through and remember back in the old days you didn't have cops to protect you, you didn't have a fucking marshal to protect you whatever you just had to have a big old fucking wall or a bigger army than anyone passing through well these guys had something better they could literally close their cities off with stones they would roll the stones to the door yeah, there's so no that's... way that the the invaders could come in and they had water food and everything inside so that place that you're talking about if you look it up it's called darren kuyu d-e-r-i-n-k-u-y-u darren kuyu and it's uh, that's the city with it has these big rolling stones with holes in them the problem with that theory is all the rocks really soft and the plains above are, are it's like flat all around so um they the the people who support the idea of a global cataclysm that kind of changed civilizations back then, if you look at the rock that it's made out of, it's really soft. Like you could, it, it's all just like chiseled out with harder rock tools, essentially, because all of this rock and even the rolling stones and this, this cavern that you're looking at, that's all volcanic ash that got compressed. So it's, it's softer even than like limestone. Huh. So that's why it was so easy for them to carve it out. These are like giant ant farm cities. They're they're massive. Some of them go eight stories down. Um, but the problem with that theory about them using the stones as um, a defensible position is one, they'd be easily breakable, and two, if you're underground, like all they have to do is starve you out. So well, the supposedly they had months of uh, of food. Yeah. Well, sieges. Do you know this? Do you know about the siege of Munster, Germany? I mean, that lasted over a year and people were starving by the end of that. And I definitely had a way to grow food. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, well, there's a, where there's a will, there's a way. I think if you have a, a, an army that's determined, they could put you under siege for two years if they wanted. 
So, um, uh, Julius I, Caesar one time besieged a castle and then basically built a, a wall behind him because there was an army coming to to uh, bust his ass. So he basically was besieged while he was besieging the other fucking army, and then he beat the army that he was besieging, and then beat the other army that was besieging him. <laughs> yeah, some wild. That's why he was Julius Caesar. Yeah. <laughs> how would you like to but holy shit i didn't feel it was that deep yeah that's what i'm saying it's, it's kind of wild <laughs> they don't know when it was made or really why they were made it's just all conjecture so again like it's when ridiculous. i'm saying it probably wasn't for defense it's just based on certain but anyone things. who's been in those like uh, uh salt caves or whatever in poland the air gets fucking dank down there like, so that's what's wild not about dank in a good weed way is the engineering that went is involved in it there's hundreds and hundreds of shafts that go up to the surface they uh, think they have fires down there and they everything was ventilated and they have you know like fresh air moving through there it's kind of wild like people knew what the fuck they were doing uh, for a long time i've said that before uh for example in uh, the middle east they have these uh caravanserais i guess they're called like uh, waypoints pretty much for the caravans right and uh like any shrewd business people they thought hey there's good money in selling cold ass shit to uh, uh traveling traders that have money that basically are on the silk road that have like you know maybe you know uh, silk money right so they're like fuck what's better than ice cream and sherbet and you know ice treats the fuck are you talking about in the desert? No, sure enough. Uh, they basically have developed or they developed these things a couple thousand, three thousand years ago, I guess. Um, natural air conditioning. They would build these tall stone buildings in the desert and you can get stone anywhere the fuck you want in the desert, basically. And they would just stack these stones up, basically, and put a, a vents down a little bit below ground level and just basically cleared out so that no sand like, you know, blew in. And the ground basically would... Uh, 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 I guess air pressure would force air into those uh, chambers and then they would essentially uh, leave some chimney spots up at the top of the building and air would basically start circling through the building and evaporate any heat in the building. And you could basically turn water into ice. Can you imagine oh, that shit? shit? And literally you walk into them to this day, they're not electrically air conditioner or anything else. You walk in, it's like, 50 degrees you gotta put your jacket on seriously because it's like 100 yeah. degrees outside and all of a sudden it's like chilly indoors it's so bizarre yeah, yeah. and that technology has existed for how that a couple at least a couple thousand years right yeah it's wild i mean when you when you consider the fact that like when they're talking about like ancient egypt and all these buildings all around the world being like aligned to true north and super complicated you know, a math and astronomy goes into the building of these structures. And like, just the thing I get, you know, people don't, most people don't see the sky the way our ancestors did. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, moving from Michigan, from a city out to California, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get to see the sky where I live. Like, I remember having a couple blackouts, you know, and uh, being amazed at what you could see. And over time, as I got older, like where I grew up, you could see less and less because the light pollution became more and more. So if they can do that, they could do all kinds of shit. I just think, you know, stuff doesn't last. If you came back 2000, if we all got wiped out and you came back 2000 years from now, nothing would be left. Plastic's gone, metal's gone. It's all fucking gone. The only thing- Even a lot of our concrete like, uh, uh, washes away. Yeah, our concrete is gone. not like oh, the Roman Mount concrete. Mount Rushmore yeah. would be like the only thing that's left. Yeah. That'd be the only evidence of our civilization. Anything carved into hard stone. That's the only shit that lasts forever, dude. The stuff built out of stone. 
it's, it's the plastic will be there for a while it'll just be bunched up and it'll be up so it gets even like and shitty. It, it yeah and it, it gets broken down you know yeah. it gets broken down into you know super tiny particles that we're all eating every day um, yeah. oh that's that's even better that's the dupont pfas that's the freaking the forever chemicals yeah those are apparently in all of us all the time forever just they're there now so we don't know what the consequences of that are and we're uh, just well, supposed to accept it because are, uh our yeah. shrinking penis sizes and uh. shrinking taint sizes it's the taint that's the real problem uh, <laughs> <laughs> cheers rusty Balzac. uh oh i mean the coke brothers they they are not worried about climate change because they'll die first those guys are so ancient like what even with the oh my god this is a real thing some of those guys use like young blood therapy have you heard of that anyway so i think there's some of the mm -hmm. young blood therapy guys even with the young blood therapy this is a real thing by the way i'm not making that up uh they're not going to live to see climate change realistically the rest of us will though anyway uh what was i going to well, say oh i keep go ahead. go ahead well i've just wondered too like when i don't know this this might be a little more controversy that we want to get into but i always wonder what people mean by climate change like when you say climate change like when we're talking about the younger driest shit like that's pretty catastrophic climate change and uh the climate changes all the time we definitely influence it we're assholes we influence everything and we fuck everything up um but i i don't know it's uh you know when i talk about climate change i'm specifically talking about the the anthropogenic climate uh, what do they call it Amp anthropocentric anthrop fuck what's the word for it right now basically human caused climate change so there's of course yeah climate changes through history we've we've discussed that for example the very beginning of earth was pretty shitty climate wise there was no atmosphere <laughs> we had to actually have an atmosphere to be created blah 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 it was, it was super fucking hot elements, super hot yeah like super suntan complete uv uh, penetration of the non-atmosphere yeah so we had a very eventful history from having no atmosphere to having lots of atmosphere and we've had uh, uh oxygenation events where literally the oxygen became so toxic can you imagine oxygen being toxic? Yes, for all the creatures that breathe carbon dioxide, oxygen is a toxin. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, the great oxygen is oxygenation event killed off a huge amount of life that required carbon dioxide and not the opposite. But yay, now we could actually come along the scene and we basically breathe uh, oxygen. Ever since, basically, we've been freaking uh, uh, doing it to it. Uh, but how do I say uh, there's been all those kinds of changes all along? That's not what I'm talking about, though. I'm talking about I'm also not talking about the times where there was like that great dying where there was apparently a hypothesized to be an even bigger dinosaur. or I'm sorry, even bigger meteor that hit uh, uh, the dinosaurs apparently hit. Uh, everybody basically and almost extinctified almost all life on earth it was the biggest i think uh uh extinction event in earth's history like 92 percent of all life died something for millions of years uh that was definitely a climate change event right because it was like a nuclear winter yeah. basically for well, and you can, 20 million I, I just, years you can roll forward even to like the last you know million years you know like how how much climate has changed through the time i just i get i get a little and i'm not accusing you of this i just like having the conversation about it um i get a little uh i disappointed in people when they're like the, the world's gonna end and we're fucking everything up i'm like yes we are I, I went to lunch with somebody that was like that i was kind of puzzled because i ended up playing the uh oh, god being is so weird okay here we go now i finally found the page um uh, uh, uh i'm not normally like a climate optimist or whatever because you know i kind of see the 
writing on the wall in terms of uh, a human cause cause climate change i guess we can get back into that but anyway uh we were having lunch and it was an awesome uh, dim sum place whatever they have great uh, uh, uh dumplings and whatever else they make them like from scratch it's an awesome place anyway uh, we're having this awesome food and uh, uh the discussion is like oh my god what was me the the climate is going to be terrible uh, my young son in this case like an eight-year-old son is uh doomed blah 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 and i found myself playing the role of optimist and i was like well but you know, humankind has solved great problems before. What if someone, perhaps even in your son's generation, if not even your son, uh, perhaps your son sensing your uh, perturbation, that's a fucking terrible word for it, but per perhaps your son seeing that you are sad about the climate uh, uh, decides to become a, client, a climate scientist and wins the fucking Nobel Prize uh, for uh, uh, solving climate or some shit. It's going to be a new award in, in the Nobel Prize. Uh, how the fuck do we know, right? Like perhaps we will solve these yeah. problems in the future. So this idea of catastrophism basically has been implanted in us as I think in many ways, a way to become, a, 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 what's the word expression, learned helplessness, I guess. I wonder about that if we're essentially for some reason being because it's more profitable that way. And that's really probably all it is. It's not some grand nefarious thing. It's literally some assholes that already have big enough yachts. They want to have even bigger yachts. And so they bas basically make us all be learnedly, uh, what's the expression? They make us learn helplessness. I guess that would be the expression. Uh, uh, does that make any sense? That's my particular conspiracy. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I think it's, there's kind of a couple things going on right like obviously you have there's definitely forces that push fear for several different reasons ratings being an obvious one um but uh and then the other aspect of it is people being legitimately concerned and worried about things and you know probably getting more or getting concerned in a way that maybe isn't accurate and that's where I always go. That's to where like, it comes into no it. No matter it's a what, fine... like, the, the planet's going to be fine. Like, the planet will live. We fuck up and we all Everything die. we like about it might not. So, for example, just right. because uh, uh, the right. planet will survive doesn't mean the Amazon forest yes. will. So yeah, everything this, oh, that we like in the Amazon are forest be might die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> don't but for, life no on Earth will persist. Even in a, this yeah. is something that people don't realize, even in a nuclear apocalypse cockroaches bacteria yep. fungi they would continue they would persist yep. and, and get weird, even in the even but... in the great dying i just looked up here here it is the permian triassic extinction event even several... in the great dying there's been a number of of uh catastrophes in earth's history life persisted but again we won't right so that that i mean I'm, i don't like that and i think that you know humans are pretty awesome i i don't like this idea people have that oh humans are just not shit man we ain't shit bro no i i think we're actually pretty amazing as far as we know i mean we we don't know any more than the earth's boundaries at the moment right we don't have good enough telescopes to see farther and we're certainly not a, a psychic or anything as far as we know, we are the uh, the universe's only intelligent life, and we are the universe thinking about itself, and that is pretty spectacular. Can you imagine a rock being able to contemplate its own existence? It's not do able you, to do so. Do you wonder if things like dolphins and orcas contemplate their existence? Oh, for sure. Especially yeah, like orcas? and it, it it disturbs me greatly knowing that a larger amount of animals than we could ever hope possible 
probably experiences rich emotional lives. They just discovered oh, yeah, the other sure. day that a for fucking sure. uh, a, like a damsel fly was able to do the red dot test where they paint a red dot on your forehead and see if you can recognize in a mirror. Remember, this is a damsel fly. It doesn't know what a fucking mirror is. So that's the first time encountering itself in a mirror. And then all of a sudden it recognizes there's a red dot on its head and it knows to wipe it off. If that happens, the animal basically is shown to have at least that particular kind of consciousness. And there's very right. few animals that can Awareness. actually do that. Uh, not even all primates apparently are able to do that. Uh, elephants are, dolphins are, for example, gorillas, I think are, I can't remember if chimpanzees can, but uh, some of the apes can do weirdly different things. Like chimpanzees, for example, have crazy amounts of memory, but they're not super good with like logic skills and stuff like that. Animals are really different uh, in funny ways. But um, I think I'm pretty, if I'm not mistaken, you have to look this up, but I think that there is evidence of chimps using tools. Oh, for now. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, I think there's like a, a good like 20 or 30 long list of stoning. species that use tools now. Seriously, yeah. a bunch of different birds. Yeah, crows uh, do. Several different yeah, 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 uh, primate sure. species, orangutans, gorillas, chimpanzees. Uh, what else? Uh, fuck, there was but going beyond. Was using... I, think it was, Go ahead. I think it was going beyond just like the grass and the termite mound. I think they like actually are have formed some type of primitive you know, like this rock is always made. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what it will. I've all, I'd have to look it up, but I thought. No, I believe would, you. I believe you. I think they, that the concurrence is that they've entered the stone age, which is yeah. kind of fucking. Crazy. <laughs> I've heard that with uh, uh, chimpanzees being in the stone age, something like that. Yeah. Isn't that a trip? Uh, cheers, by the way, folks in the chat. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to, to hop on if you guys would like to uh, join this. Actually, a very fun discussion. We're not even discussing weed at all, but it's kind of a fun <laughs> discussion anyway. Uh, what was I talking about with the Permian Triassic extinction event? Very, very oh, bad. This that was, reminds me, uh, because you're bringing up uh, just Triassic brought it to mind. The, the dinosaurs, I, b I believe this is correct, the dinosaurs were alive for longer than they've been extinct. So like they were around for a super long time on this planet. Oh, they were. Yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, they say that, uh, what based on pure chance, you know, like, uh, Oh, why don't we have, uh, why have we, why have we never been contacted by aliens? Well, so one of the many reasons why could be, uh, that, uh, this of course, assuming we've never been contacted, how do we know? Yeah, maybe, say, maybe we have, maybe there's, there's yeah, or maybe there's a, there. <laughs> maybe there's a cell phone message right now. And we're just, we're never picking up because it's, it comes out as a wrong number. Maybe the scam callers are actually ET phoning us. Dude, Wouldn't that be an that, irony? There's nothing. That you just hear noise on the background. Right, right. Oh. God damn, that'd be terrible. Anyway, poor aliens just trying to scream through the void. Uh, but anyway, uh, the fuck was I saying? Oh, that's such a, that's an interesting premise, like an, an alien warning you from across the void and then you can't pick it up because like it just it's static oh, it'll just end up being you in another life like some lame ass movie that's it that's it it's matthew mcconaughey <laughs> through the black hole back again the that movie dude all I... right all right all right <laughs> <laughs> i uh i picked uh i picked that movie for a date night movie when wendy and i were uh watching movies oh, together, uh, uh online over zoom uh, back when I still lived Love, in Michigan. This, this is a horrible date night movie. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's definitely kind of a tearjerker if you have Everybody kids. dies, but love survives. What's the lesson? I don't know. Something. Five dimensional beings. My Cheers, Del Man. Good old. to see you. What's that? <laughs> I got to hug my daughter. She's super old. Right. 
and Matt Damon for a change does not play. Well, I don't want to spoil anybody's. Uh, well, it's a pretty old movie at this point, but Matt Damon oh, does not play a good guy. Is, yeah. That turn. Like, Turns every out day. he's not everybody's favorite guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit in that movie. He does not uh, well. Uh, oh my gosh. That whole premise of going to the alien, the, the, the black hole, the, all the rendering, because that was so many years ago, apparently. It took like. I don't even remember how many hours on some crazy supercomputer apparently to render that black hole. And it was the first like rendering of a black hole anyone had ever done. You know how it like you as you see it, you see the front and the back at the same time. And that was the weird sort of premise of it. And no one had ever really shown a black hole like that before. And then sure enough, the first people that actually saw they imaged a black hole. Uh, this was like what ten years ago. They they the movie came out first, and like a year later, someone actually saw one of the black holes with I want to say Hubble or something. They aimed it long enough that they could see a fucking black. And sure enough, it looked like that weird fucked up donut. And then just a couple of years ago, they imaged it with a couple other telescopes. And now I think the JST. And sure enough, it looks like that fucking black hole in the goddamn movie. It was just like. Yeah. No. I just saw an article like they just took a, a like new better image of a black hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I haven't looked at it yet though. They still can't see as clearly as you can, of course, in the movie. But basically, you can make out, yeah, you can see the front, you can see the back, the basic shape. It's got that weird freaking inverted shape, right? Anyway, bizarre. Uh what was the other one that I was reading about the other day? A white hole. Uh oh, I can't think of it. Uh, there's a funny, uh, a, a cool premise on uh, the Mandalorian on Disney, uh, the dark saber. Have you heard of that? There's the lightsabers, and then there's the dark saber. Shit, it's a lightsaber, but it's dark. Is that the new season of Mandalorian? Uh, I think the dark saber saber came out last season, but I think it's okay. they've talked to. I have only seen the first episode, but yeah, they've talked about it already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool though. I mean, holy shit, like. Come on, who doesn't like wearing black, especially in the rebellious phase? You know, you could have a lightsaber or dark saber. Everyone's going to pick the dark saber. Come on, seriously. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder what it's going to look like. No, it's it's pretty badass. It's on it's it's badass. It's good. they've they've had it a couple times. Uh Katie Sackoff like wielded it for a while. And of course she's she's kind of hot, so like it, it helped. But uh then now what's this? Oh, fuck? was that uh, that duel? Now the actual Mandalorian ended? actually has it. Yeah. That was a dual-ended thing that the one chick in that like city. No, had, it's right? a no. That's from that movie Pie. No, that this is uh uh this is uh it's just a lightsaber, but it's like just black on the inside. Okay. So it's it's uh, like a haloed, like a white halo on a black, like uh, like imagine a black yeah, hole, black but it's a black yeah, sword, yeah, 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 right, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the great thing about uh, you know being a fucking complete stoner is I get to rewatch things and go, oh yeah. <laughs> Just tell them that you're getting more cultural details. That's what it is. Yeah, uh, I just have to watch. That's one. Uh, uh, Big Lebowski is famous for people who can have watched it forty times and they get new stuff out of it every single time. Like they pick up new references, like you know some shit that they put on the bowling ball, just like the the what is it the not the Wachowski brothers, that's the Matrix people. The uh, Barley brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're so good at basically adding tiny little details to stories to make them really rich and retellable. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, super layered. Yeah. yeah, that movie's pretty wild. Weedist is asking about or talking about Battlestar Galactica. How funny! I just found my DVDs for Battlestar Galactica the other day. That's one uh, I've never watched. Them. 
Oh, great show. Well, uh, of course, they're the beginning. They're the first, I guess you could say there's, well, I guess technically there have been three editions. But anyway, uh, I, I think of the one with Lord and Green was when I was a kid. Uh, and then that had like Burke, Kirk Benedict, no, Burke Cumberbatch or something, whatever the fuck his name was, played Starbucks. I can't even think of the guy's names right now. Anyway, uh, uh, all dudes, I guess. And then uh, the modern remake basically was about 15 years ago, I want to say. It's fucking it's a long time ago already, but that was with Katie Sackoff played Starbucks or Starbuck. Uh, uh, and then uh, they actually brought a couple of the old uh, uh, cast back. The guy that played Apollo played this. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Sarek, Counselor Sarek. He played like this terrorist guy slash eventual hero on the show. A really complex guy. Anyway, it was a really, really well-made show. And it had very a yeah. uh, little heavy handed at times. Cheers, bud. He's still connecting a little heavy handed at times with the metaphors they did to like the Iraq war and stuff. But, you know, they got the point across basically with uh, uh, humankind actually was escaping a Holocaust basically from sentient robots. That's the sci-fi premise. But then everything else becomes basically a, a game of, you know, morality and survival and everything else in impossible situations. And so even though they were in spaceships and stuff, it was just very much a interesting, dramatic story. Anyway. Isn't that a great show? What's up, B? Is that the one with the hot Cylon chick? Oh, for sure. Number six. Well, they were actually all pretty good looking. Lucy Lawless was pretty hot. She was, I think, number. Yeah. I never watched the show myself, but I want to say. Over and done from behind in one of the episodes. That's what I heard. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, They were a little, they did a little bit of a sex at times in there, but it was, it wasn't HBO. It was like sci-fi so they didn't really show all that much but yeah number six pretty uh, trisha helfer she's canadian too yeah uh, and then uh, lucy lawless i think is australian so uh uh, uh right uh i'm thinking of forgetting the other ones uh number eight was a korean uh korean american woman let me think i'm forgetting one right now of course i like how we're basically just thinking about the silent women <laughs> uh there was another one though shit uh, dang it! Oh, what's this now? Can't remember. Oh, smash! Right on. How many models were there? Six, and then they had the original five. I can't remember. What's going on, bud? What's a good word? Just listening to your guys's conversation. I like the topics. We haven't talked about weed basically yet. I mean, I guess I asked him one question. And now I'm talking about Cylons and stuff. We're talking about the uh, Permian Triassic. I don't know why I keep harping on that one. We don't have to talk about Earth's worst time. I guess no one was really around here, but uh, it was a weird time because uh, what did they say? Like 90 something percent of life died. And it was one of the biggest extinctions that uh, killed the variety of life. Oh, I didn't even finish my thought that I was saying earlier with when the dinosaurs were around, if an alien came by that, uh, for example, uh, uh, if there had been intelligent life, there probably was not. But if there had been, it would have gotten wiped out in the Permian Triassic extinction event. And then, for example, if an alien flew over 100 million years later, would have had no idea that there was ever any intelligent life here because it took a long time for life to really come back. And I guess I was going to say that one of the big things from the Permian Triassic, the Great Dying, is that apparently it killed such a variety of uh, experiments in life's family tree, where there were multiple 
uh, 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 limb shapes, multiple uh, gills, breathing shapes. You can find all these really weird fossils that look like wheelie gigs and stuff. They look like a practical joke or something, but they had obviously evolved over actually millions of years in many cases to be effective in their environments, but they all fucking died off with some of those massive extinctions. And then all that was left was some of our simple ancestors, for example, you know, not that we're complaining because we're here, but it's just interesting to think that we have this very simple family tree now that has like, for example, all the arthropods, all the animals, basically, all the non-insects, all have four limbs and a tail. We lost our tails, but you know, some humans are even born with like vestigial tailbones and stuff. But basically when you think about it, all mammals, all birds, all lizards, uh, even most fish basically share the same body structure where we have four essential limbs and a tail. And that basically comes from our entire family tree got just necked the fuck out. And the only survivors uh, ended up breeding. It's bizarre, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we all come from like some little mold. Yeah. Like now, mold. yeah, right. And apparently... I definitely don't know, but okay. So the earth, we think, or they say, could be here for billions of years, right? Yeah. Uh, three and a half through yeah, almost four billion years. Yeah, I it's say. almost four billion. Okay, so then when you try to comprehend billions of years, when you live like eighty, I don't even think it's like fathomable, yeah. right? So then when you think of that, and we go back like, oh, we have some history going back five thousand years or something, right? Archaeology history, and stuff, that's still minuscule in billions, right? So, yeah, I've kind of come to the belief, yeah, this human experiment has probably been going on for billions of years, and we, we keep going to this certain point, and the oh, earth God. shakes us off, or <laughs> some, whatever happens, and like a we dog. start again, right? And ultimately, like in a weird way, I think the human flaw is our ego. Like, oh, yep, God. our ego, that yeah. creates the... That creates the uh, uh, yeah, that even creates the super rich, his ego, right? I would say the super rich are money hoarders. I would say that's a different issue. Well, yeah, so, but it's, that comes out of your ego, like your core instinct of egos, you know, play, and uh, even the fact that we think that we can just solve everything and bend nature and and all that, that's our ego, right? Like ultimately, why we don't live inside the uh, the um, shoot, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. But like, we don't live inside the the rest of the Earth. We we think we're like above the rest of life on Earth. Is our ego right? That's fair. Definitely, some people for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we consider all other life just disposable for our use, right? Well, for like, a long time, people said that, yeah, that the the Earth is our dominion and the animals are our food and our shelter and da 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 da. It says in the Bible and so on. Yeah, it's true. You know, so yeah, I mean, and to varying degrees, but the ego is part of the human nature. That yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, what it really contributes, good, but makes you think of good i you know i don't know i don't know shit but oh look who it is oh cheers wendy good to see you 
I'm trying to show this purple, but it's not working out. Uh, I went to a dispensary today. Can you imagine? I, I had to stoop to that. Naughty, and, naughty, naughty. I just thought it would be kind of fun to try weed. Uh, it's fun to try new strains and stuff, right? But uh, And I kind of talk shit about the dispensaries for good reason, because a lot of the weed isn't that good. But I shouldn't talk about their their uh, weed well, because we that would be mean. Uh, welcome. What's uh, what's the good word? How was the the? I can't remember what you were doing, but how was the whatever you were doing? I'm sure it was fine. Nice, right on. The leprechaun, leprechaun. The trap. leprechauns. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, how many leprechauns do you expect to trap in there? Do you think? Closer. Closer. Nice. That nope. looks like a very effective nope. leprechaun trap. Yeah, further away. Oh, back up. Okay, now we got it. So, do you, do you yeah, bait it with idea, lucky charms? The, idea, the leprechaun goes up the wedge. They had to do three simple me mechanism mechanics. They were called machines, but I'm like, this isn't a machine. Simple machines. Simple machines, really? That's right. Okay. No, no. A screw is a simple machine, apparently. So there's screws Ooh. all over the damn thing. So the leprechaun goes up the wedge. He hits the lever. Uh, there we go. And then when he gets to this side, it trips. And then he goes down the trap door into the box below. Nice. Uh, wow. Anyway. Super important. It's it's very, well, it actually kind of is, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with it. <laughs> it took a long time. This, this kind of really simple stuff is like, this is a third grade project. Jesus, criminy. Fourth grade, third grade. Ironically, a leprechaun could probably snap his fingers and just make that immediately. That's just yeah. that really is irony. Yeah. Or he'd have a ton of gold and he'd pay an actual contractor to do it for. Well, I have to be honest. I'm not a leprechaunist, so I don't know. I don't know exactly. You have to get a four leaf leprechaun leprechologist. Leprechologist. I like leprechology, but um, yeah. I went to really I went to read college for leprechology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like you're going to be hanging out oh. in the leprechaun. That's it. Yeah. By the way, Smashed, I'm sorry. Did, uh, how long have you been there? Uh, hello, by the way. Through is that me lucky charms. <laughs> I don't know if Smash is hanging out in the background there. Smash, just feel free to tune in. I, I literally didn't see anything. I uh, didn't see the, the picture. Uh, what were we talking about? Wendy, we weren't talking about weed in any way. We were basically talking about, uh, although I did start, I, I met well. I started the discussion about like genetics and whatever else. And then we just basically got to talking about like pretty much ancient aliens. We talked about old archaeological things. We talked about uh, great old mass extinctions. What else did we talk about? Uh, old mass structures in the awesome. desert. What else? Other interesting things to talk about. I don't know. Which, I don't know. I mean, you could you could draw some correlations to weed with all of that. Like the fact that we're all stoners? Probably, yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> that these discussions work great when you're when you're allegedly high, right? Remember, allegedly. cheers Koski, right, Koski. Uh this show only okay. smokes stunt cannabis and uh everyone on the show right. has been uh FedExed uh, uh fully legal cinema cannabis uh, <laughs> from the set of uh what was it again? Yeah, uh, I forget now. Um <laughs> One of the movies. Oh, it was from the whale. That's what it's from. Chipmunks. Chipmunks. Why? What the fuck was that? Chipmunks. It was the chipmunks. All right. Oh, you keep disappearing. No, my computer reset. So oh. something obviously happened. I said it's been snowing for like twenty-four hours. Bummer. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, wow. Over your place, dude? Because dude, it's only just out of snowing over here. We just like we oh, only have like a couple inches. Stopped. 
we we've had rain for uh we're going on 38 days no i don't know actually it's rain yeah. and snow has just been non-stop Dude, well, like, creek at the bottom of the road is yeah full as fuck our pond is overflowing our pond is overflowed into the swale which is overflowed into the field which so are you guys like banking water pond. and stuff or what do you do like do you do you have i mean water well, tanks are super expensive so i don't know do you have tanks big enough to take advantage uh well we have a 1.3 million gallon pond so oh wow you know. oh, uh, that's fucking big huh it's how huge. deep is it how deep is it 18 feet yeah possibly yeah this yeah. is the first time it's been full 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 and overflowing so no we're, kidding. We're pretty stoked uh, yeah i mean have you ever thought about have you ever thought about stalking fish <laughs> they have so, <laughs> So, yeah, because we live in the wonderful state of California that likes to regulate everything that you do, see. Oh, you could only have native fish. fish in there. Uh, we if you know, if 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 it happens, we're not going to stop if it. If fish happening. magically appear, that will just be. Oh my uh, gosh! If they um, magically appear from down, but the you know what? That's road. literally that how uh, fish have appeared in every like mountain yep. lake and stuff. They get pooped yep. out by birds. Or yep. accidentally dropped by a bird or whatever that Isn't caught a that fish crazy? from a different lake. Yeah, that's birds crazy. drop fish all the time. Yeah, birds will do it, it on the purpose. They'll actually seed an area with fish mm-hmm. for later. No kidding. Um, so yeah, but legally we would have to get a permit from Fish and Wildlife, um, which only costs about sixty-five bucks. But they have to come out and like inspect your pond and do all this other stuff, uh, and then you have to buy from an official fish hatchery and you have to like provide cdfw let me finish you have to provide cdfw with all of the paperwork to prove that the fish came from the certain place they have to be non-invasive species that it's it's just it's a kind of a lot of a rigmarole now put cannabis on that to go through because we can't even have plant native plants in our pond well like is there's no well you know that's a That was a county thing though. So Fish and Wildlife gives recommendations. Their recommendation was that we line a 1.3 million gallon pond, which is like, yeah. Uh, You want to talk about- It's ironic too though, because some freaking uh, uh, big developer, I don't know, our former president, you know, they would have basically, he would have built some freaking Trump winery or whatever. And he would have basically put whatever fish in there even if it was required to be some specific fish and then would have gotten all of that tax deductible uh essentially off the top of the entire business but of yeah, course because right? you have a cannabis farm you just go get fucked yeah, yeah none of that pretty much yeah so I, cdfw does you know their their take is to protect the environment so i get that they were like line it to prevent the uh, they just the work they just to prevent work. native and non-native species so it's like mm-hmm. Jump in anytime. (laughs) Yeah. So basically on our permit, it specifically says to prevent the settlement of native and non-native species. I believe they meant to say to prevent the settlement of invasive species, but they just worded it poorly. So, you know, that, that was the reason for the pond liner, which was, yeah, eh. basically, you know, the gist of it is that, um, you know, which is, Hasn't Send you on your way, like here's your sign stamp. Oh, <laughs> we don't By the way, what's this, the good word, Koski? So. Oh man, just hanging out, man. I'm uh, just getting over Corona, uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Fucking, I've had that since Wednesday night. 
I had to leave work and stuff. Been out of work for a few days and stuff now, and I'm going back to work tomorrow. Feel a lot better, but uh, it's been a fucking journey for the last um four or five days, dude. It's been <clears throat> shitty. My wife has it right now. My kids are probably about to oh, get man. it. Yeah, it sucks. It's going right through the fucking house. You know what I mean? That's the and, worst because um, even even if you take precautions like you did, I think as soon as you yeah. I sent my kids whisper, off to my grandmother's like, house, dude. I was like, yeah, time goodbye. and everything else. Yep. But I sat right in my fucking room. Fucking family. Yeah. I just came out of my room like a fucking newt, dude, for like four, first like for like four days. I was like, this sucks. Just showered up for like the first. I was like, man, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I was just sitting in this shithole like in a room, like I don't know. It it was terrible. I, I fucking hate. It. It's my fourth time having it, by the way. Fourth time, so That's I'm rough. like, this is fucking terrible, man. So I I, I don't want to get the fucking jab anymore. No wonder this is this is you know people give the workers and the, the retail workers and stuff shit for wearing the masks. First of all, why would you give someone shit for wearing a mask? They might have a reason. But second of all, the retail workers and stuff they have to deal with hundreds of fucking people. And have you ever met people? Like even the good ones are sketchy, and then the bad ones are gross. So like they they deserve wearing their fucking masks. Yeah. <laughs> Like you, like, like you're customer facing, like no wonder you have fucking four times, you know, I, I work with like, you know, I think, I think we have like 75 or 80 people during the day. Right. And you know, it's like 25 are on the floor fucking using, you know, working machines or whatever. And, um, there's all the rest of the office, but then we have like, you know, that we have certain crew at night where there's probably, you know, 10 of us that are on the floor and then 15 other people that are in the clean rooms. So that's 25 people. So that's all the people I'm in contact with every single night. Never mind all people that come in and out of there. Amazon, FedEx, you know, UPS, all the fucking companies, you know what I mean? Plus their regular company, plus this other company, plus, you know, this, this, this. It's a medical company too. So, so we're, you know, they go to different places for seminars and they come back. So they're, but, you know, everybody's around everybody. It's like a fucking cesspool. Remember what, last year at one point, um, 78 of us had this shit at one point. Uh, I'll, I'll I got a question about COVID because like, I've never had COVID luckily, but so at this point, it sounds like, uh, like if, if your family caught the real flu where you, you know, have a fever and throw up and all that, that's like actually a worse thing than like a few days of COVID. No, that, so this, this one right here. So, so what I had, um, so you have different symptoms depending on like just person i guess every person is different and um, um some people have very minimal symptoms like dude mm. they'll have a minimum yeah. fever and they'll sneeze a few sometimes times in the same family nose. too right koski sometimes right, like yeah. one person will just be like me and then three people will be like near death or one person yeah. will be super sick and the other people will be like me yeah i, well, I had a two, right here hey, doesn't it doesn't it kind of depend on the the mutation also yeah, the, strain. the strain because oh I yeah oh when, whatever it is yeah yeah when i got it like i got it way before james got it and when yep. james got it the second he had it i was like you've got covid i know mm -hmm. that i can hear you you're laying there all oh my god yep. and i'm like yeah dude it's covid he's like no it's not i'm like yes no, it it's, is it's, like, it, no, it's, it's a different it's so different than the flu in my yeah. opinion i, I, really, yeah. I know still can't taste for like two years apparently yeah the first time i had it i couldn't taste for almost three months dude it was the weirdest shit it was yeah the weirdest i hated shit. that I, I was like, what the, the only symptom I didn't get when I got COVID. I lost my that. yeah, I lost my sense of smell, but not yeah. my sense yeah. of taste, which made no sense to me whatsoever. I'm like, I can taste everything just fine. I can't smell things. So, so the like, second gross. time was my smell. It was my smell the second time, and I was like, well, this is weird because I can taste things, but I can't smell it. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> like, then you I, learn that the overwhelming majority of 
Go ahead. Sorry, bud. I was just asking, uh, where did you get vaccinated at any point? Yeah, I had to because I work in medical. So yeah, I had to yeah. get vaccinated for a, I didn't get the booster shit, but um, like, you know, uh, I, I had the first two, like, you know, back in whatever, 17 or some 18 or 19, what the fuck it was, 20. I don't know, remember, remember the fucking year it was. Yeah, uh, I had the uh, April of 2000, I think, uh, I don't know what the cards are, uh, 2020, I believe, 19, 20. They made me just get it super early, February and then like May. And, and that was the last ones I get. So that's my car. Holy shit! Where? Right now? Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. What Wendy. the fuck? How many There's feet of snow there? is that? We got over a foot, bro. Oh, I thought that was like, that's like you. Like what do you have? A Ferrari? I mean, seriously, it looks like three or four feet of snow out there. It's plow shoveling. Oh, I see. It, like we're over. We're almost at two feet now. That's, that's so great. Ridiculous. Where the fuck are you? Not that far away from me, bro. Not that far away. Wow, that's a. I mean, maybe it hasn't stopped. Stuff. That's what I was saying, dude. It's been crazy. Where dude, Where are you at? I'm lucky. I'm in Mass. Oh, you're I'm in Mass. Ma- I'm in Mass. Oh, also. Far from your uh, conference woods. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the East Coast, also in Mass. Right, I'm up right yeah, outside yeah. of Boston, and my shit just started snowing. So they I only have yet. maybe maybe an inch or two of snow. And he's got like fucking two feet. So. A little bit past where I'm at, they were at 30 inches when I was at like. Did you guys 15. see the picture of the? Um, I think it's Tahoe. There's a picture of Tahoe of some of the ski lifts, and there's like the snow is up to like oh, the wow. line that the chairs are hanging on. There's like 58 feet of snow up there. Holy shit! So that, oh what God. the fuck? You hold on. What'd you just wow. say? 58 feet it's of crazy. snow. Yeah. The- Feet is the snowpack. It's like the, are it's you the shitting me? Not Ooh, Sierra Nevada. How do you has ski the, in that, dude? You make your own you tunnels. <laughs> Fuck. Well, the joke was you you put a little hook on it and you use it like a a rope instead of a chairlift. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. It's epic epic uh, world record breaking yeah. snowpack in the Sierra Nevadas, like more than has ever been recorded. And no this kidding. year is almost less than ever been recorded, so that's crazy. Until yeah. until up, 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 I think up until like right now, we, we might have I think five inches of snow tonight. Like we we were like second on record to have the lowest snow count in like fucking history of like yeah, not crazy. here anymore. Not anymore. No, 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 not all right. So in the Boston area, that's where you know what I mean. You're, yeah, you're, my you're getting smashed. You guys are getting like, fucked up, man. I I got rain. I had rain over here all day. I was wet feet. That's all it was, man. Crazy. Now it's now it's the same thing. She barely got anything. Well, I watched a report on the water drought report, and it's like it's the rain that we have. We're not. We don't do very well in saving that. We don't have a good system. But the it's the snowpack that's going to bail us out of the drought system. The rec like the record amount yeah. of snow we have, yeah. because we have a better system of capturing that. But when the when it's actually raining, they open up all the the yeah. It's yeah. There's no where the LA River is for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. LA River. <laughs> it's dry. You know, dry five years out of every fucking five yep. and a half. This is the first time I've ever seen water in the LA River, and I lived in Santa Barbara for years. I was like, oh my gosh, there's water in there this year. No way. <sighs> Big old yeah. cement, weird 
Army Corps of Engineering projects. Yeah, people remember it from what Terminator Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. That yeah. one's yeah. fucking epic. You drive it over it, and then the Terminator drives the whole truck <laughs> after. Yeah. Fucking truck comes up. <laughs> <laughs> fucking. Look at how weird this snow map is. Like. We live in New England, though, Smash. You know that, so it's weird. I do, but usually we're pretty close to each other. One yeah. to 21 inches. It's crazy. Yeah, we're, we're, we're way <clears throat> far off from what you have right now, dude. We, I've never, we never, crazy. we're usually pretty close to each other because we're not a big, big state, but I've no, never not a big seen state it. At all, but I've never no. seen it go like this. You know what's weird? So when I've been doing my, when I was doing my Amazon deliveries, right, like, like, uh, last week and shit, um, I would go places that would only like, you know, within 50 miles of where I was picking up from. And I will tell you right now, bro, the amount of different types of uh, snow amounts that were around were crazy. Very within like a few miles of each other. It was fucking nuts. I was like, why the hell is that happening? Like, wow. Like, you guys have like mounds of snow, mounds. But then other places have literally no mounds, no nothing. Like there's zero. So I was going in and out of like fucking having snow mounds everywhere and driveways that had snow, you know, I'm like, holy shit. My friend was up in, you guys speaking about California, my friend was in Buffalo the year that they had the giant storm. Uh, Buffalo, New York, they were at like 18 feet or something crazy. They get crazy amount of snow anyways. They, I give, they have fucking balls around here with that shit, bro. That snow is, they had set, they got 17 feet or something. Like I think it was like earlier this year or something, dude. (laughs) They get hit hard. Wake it out. Like 17 feet of snow. Oh, yeah. Sure. Just wait around. It's 17 feet of fucking. That's not something to fuck with. 17 feet. I guess that's where the grandfather's stories about walking through 17 feet of snow uphill both ways. Right. From that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the major snow in California is going to impact a lot of shit, like plants and animals. And well, they already are. Like any day now, once the sun comes out, there's going to be a like a mega super flood, yeah, like yep. beyond anything in the past. And mad floods lately because everything. I've got friends in Santa Cruz that are already being evacuated or are on evacuation warning for the floods because it's moved oh. into rain already. So it's it's already. Yeah. I mean, for us around here, it's like there are trees down everywhere because once that ground gets super saturated and then it gets really cold the freeze kind of crunch up wind, and then windy and it's just yep. that bam done and then the wind Goodbye. hits and yeah, trees are, i mean yeah, right. trees, are, trees are snapping and shit or yeah everything's sliding out flooding out yep. fucking washing out it's like this is shitty well we left when we left the conference we're like hit heading across on 40 like all right we're doing good we're doing good and then we got into arizona and hit flagstaff and the fucking snow started coming down we're like shit we might want to stop and then every road got closed down so we literally got stuck there there was like no way out of flagstaff until like the next day it was like okay highway 17 south is open we can take 17 down to like 198 Hmm. over to some wonky down little road and then across 10 and Go then back up again yeah, no and no. Right. it was it was an adventure getting home but uh it took risky, us an extra like two days <laughs> but we made it okay risky business wow. right there well and then the ridiculous thing is like i look on i'm like oh does flagstaff like you think arizona you think desert right 
Well, I looked it up online and it's like the snowiest <laughs> city in America. Is <laughs> it really? Like no snowfall <laughs> anywhere. I'm like, oh. like one little spot. I got you, son That's of funny. a bitch. Yeah, I wouldn't think of Arizona as being that snowy either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one spot. <laughs> yep. So seven thousand feet of elevation is where Flagstaff is at. So that's why when it oh, dumps, makes it's that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Snow. Anywhere yeah, I remember drive across the middle of the U.S. and there are gates at the fucking on ramps. They right. get snow. Oh. Just know they get uh-huh. snow in the wintertime in those spots. Or spots where there's like uh, wooden fencing everywhere. You'll see like On this weird wooden fencing. That's uh, for snow drifts. They're all yeah. numbered gotcha. so the states can repair them. Uh, yeah, you drive through those spots and uh, you fucked up. You say fucking states repair them. <laughs> well, you know, it's a weird phenomenon. It's like you mentioned desert, but a lot of desert, like their big thing is flash floods. And like I've never actually experienced it, but I've been in the desert where. You can kind of see where things like that happen, where water flows happen, but it, it seems pretty crazy that in the middle of the flattest desert, all of a sudden, you, you're like a wave is going to come across and flood across, but it happens. Oh, it happens all the time, man. Yeah, but, you want to I mean, be not, careful. Not like all the, all the time, but like certain times of the year, sure. I was going to say, I just oh, watched no. a video of a guy who got stuck in a flash flood in the middle of some canyon on yep. Grand Reef or something. I don't even know where it is. I was like, where is this guy? But him and his family, they're all out there to hike and they just decide to try and get out while the flash flood is happening. And he high centers his truck and luckily manages to get out like many, many hours later, but his family gets airlifted out with a, or taken out with a helicopter. And he does the whole thing on video. I was like, oh my God, this is nuts. And there's tons of people like they watch a car like cruising down the river with people in it like the person rolls down the window and like it smashes into a rock i was like oh my god this is crazy it's, all I, the nature is an evil bitch i mean sorry you you can be right. and it'll rain miles away and you can get washed yep. away yeah right that's how it starts dude yep, yep. it's crazy i had a yep. i was actually traveling on uh highway 101 i was coming home with my friend aaron from uh, high <laughs> times in san bernardino and caught a <laughs> massive rock slide on camera the whole fucking hillside let go and it like it's it was a long video because like they stopped us there were dudes watching this area because there was an outcropping that they were like it's gonna either let go or we're gonna it's have to take it down hill. it's the side of a fucking mountain it's, a mountain. it's way more impressive than it sounds <laughs> it's a big yeah. it's a big ass fucking mountain yeah and it's this big ass rock that they've been watching they've got lights easily. on it so they stopped us. There was one or two cars in one car in front of us, I think. Everybody's going through and they're like, whoa, stop. We're like, okay. And you can hear these little rocks and you can see them kind of pinging down. And then the rocks start getting a little bit bigger and then they get a little bit bigger. And then some big ones starting to let go. And they have those massive cement K rails with a chain link fence coming up it. And all of a sudden, the Man. whole fucking mountain lets go. And it's this noise that's just, and it's this massive, massive amount of land comes down, sweeps across the K rails, just, I mean, demolishes the entire freeway. It's gone. The dudes like blow a little oh. horn right before it goes, it's all, and they start walking back towards us and then they start running. And uh, yeah, and then we had to turn around and take Bell Springs home, which took like two hours, but luckily I, I know the road. So I was like, oh, we can still get home, but like nobody's passing 101 for quite a while. Just a fucking two hour delay, don't mind me. Yeah. Dude, it was That's a learning wild. curve for, for me coming from 
Michigan, no, you, you, you just you, you just fucking live here, bro. That's what that shit is. <laughs> you say, holy yeah. mother nature shit, this is, man. I'm good. Yeah. Well, and around here, like in uh, California is weird because of all the mountains. If you get cut off, it's not as easy as just, well, you just back up and take a fucking different street or a side street, you know, yeah, service a side road or whatever. It's way different. <laughs> Go around a whole, mo- go around a whole fucking mountain or something, and like turn around and go the other way. It's like shit. Uh huh. Going yeah, backwards to go, go down forwards. a road with a gate on it. You don't even know it exists, and you end up <laughs> fucking locked on someone's property or something. Yeah. It's also happened to us in Wyoming, and um... oh yeah, that was fucking crazy. We turned uh, Google Maps will tell you things are roads. Dude, a lot of roads. Those... I'm so trusting yeah. of Google Maps. I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. It says to hey, go this way. We'll be the fine. The old one was the Garmin, Eight, and they would they would lead it in to people lead people into lakes and shit. On that, like, get you to go on train tracks. Remember yeah. that one? Fucking Waze. Uh, <laughs> that that app Waze. Waze does that shit. It told me to yeah. get on power yeah. lines one day. I'm in a fucking Toyota Corolla, like a '92 Toyota Corolla fucking shit box and i'm like you know it's duct taped together and this guy's like take a left and i'm like huh and it's the fucking duplex bro it's the circle i'm gonna go about the hobbit sidewalk to like go straight i'm like it's, it's, a, it's a bike path bro i go i go straight and it's like take a left i'm like it still has me on a fucking detour into intercosmos i drove down the power lines for like fucking probably about a mile and then i cut off about six and a half miles of traffic I was like, thank you. That was fucking sweet. Feel a little dirty. <laughs> and the worst part is sometimes the, the, the directions can be so algorithmic, right? Like no human being would ever make you make that many fucking X's and Y's. And I think to yeah. myself, like, okay, I might technically be saving 35 oh. seconds on this trip, but it's fucking infuriating me right. because oh. I'm literally just... Uh, that that uh, way... I've gone left and right, like, left fucking 16 times, motherfucker. This my friends convinced me to switch to that a couple years ago and a lot of times i just will have i know where i'm going but i have it on maybe i guess for traffic or whatever there are times when there's no traffic there's no reason it will just tell you to get off the freeway and Uh, drive on side streets when you're like going between san diego and la where i usually just ignore it and then it resets and everything's fine but yeah that ways thing is Cockeyed. Yeah, wait, all right, wait, wait, because it can make all right. So it has like different types of games at certain times of the year where you could like pick up certain things in certain areas. So it like wants you to drive around. That's what its fucking capability. It's like now me ask drive you. around, bro. Drive a oh, soccer, like drop a soccer that, ball here, right? Mom. Now when it, it's right? warning you that there's a car on the side of the road or any of those warnings, that's because other drivers with yeah. ways are reporting yep. that while they're driving. Yep. Yes, that's bizarre. I'm, I like it for the speed traps. Like yeah. it's yeah. really yeah. handy. They're like speed starting to do it too. Yeah, Google has yeah. that shit exactly. Yeah. Yep. Waze yeah. is not on top of it though. Waze, yeah, Waze I, think, is... I think. But Google it has like you can pick up like fucking weird shit. It's like pick up this Dracula on this corner. It's like what? I've never noticed what? that. You didn't see that shit? Oh, there's so many different weird shit that like little things you can pick up along the way and you get points for. And I'm like, what the I fuck? Mean, points for? That, we the use our map apps a lot to like. See how we can drive to super remote locations mm-hmm. we're not supposed to get to. So that's cool. Uh, yeah, we're not. Uh, we, we may or may not have taken a rental car down some like really squirrely non roads. Or, or a rental truck. You know what I mean? It might not have really used the shit out of that. them. We just, no, they come you know, back in the exact same condition. Uh, yeah, I just good. drive them right. in areas that most people would 
be loath to <laughs> I would totally take. I would take it, my. It car might void the warranty. Anything. Shit, I mean, God. roads like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. I went to. A, I, went, I, went, I, yeah. I drove up a waterfall one day, dude. It was fucking like a, like a real like low fucking bed waterfall what? with a with a with a Colorado Canyon. Oh, uh, that I rented or something. And it was like I brought the thing back there. It was making all types of noise. <laughs> they were like, "What the fuck you do?" I'm like, "Oh, it's still clean. We're good." <laughs> Look at it. It looks nice. I I vacuumed it. It It smells good. Look at the air freshener. It's new. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's go. They were like, yeah, dude, why is it wobbling? I'm like, I don't know. um, uh, (laughs) 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 Funny thing is, I don't know. Yeah, no, you, you uh, ahead of time, you plan uh, a log delivery and you drive up on a log so that the car is not wobbly. It's just perfectly level. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just driving yeah, the uh, log here. Guys, the back tire is fucking log is just here shot. Right I'm like, I, here. yeah, I didn't almost slip down a canyon. So that's sweet. Or like All a right, huge it, doorstop. Uh, can you get like a 10 foot doorstop and drive the car over that somehow? Right, right. Like just park it right there. It's great. Look at it. Look at it go. Look at it. It's Arctic. It's showing its fucking colors, well, dude. You're listing the reasons why I've never considered buying a car from my. You never buy a rental. Car. <laughs> rental. You People never buy one. So hard People, too, dude, Every time I've ever up, had a, red, a rental car, up. I've oh, redlined man. it consistently. Maybe not yeah. redlined yeah. it, but as close as I can get to it. Like I have it's driven them in It's unsafe not your car. Manners. It should be, bro. It's a, <laughs> the slogan should be rent a car. It ain't your car. I, mean, <laughs> I have. People assume that you cannot drift a four-wheel drive car. But fuck you try. Hey, remember, it's not your vehicle. Fuck it. Right. I'm going, I'm going those dirt roads like that's right. Fucking rally driver. Fuck you. Let's go. Right. I got that $25 insurance. Bitch. Get get the insurance if you're gonna do that. Yeah. Cost 25 bucks a day. Shit, man. Could bring it back on its fucking hood. That's roof. Sorry. Sorry about that. This is my buddy's towing it with his rock. I don't think they really care though. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, oh, poor rental people. Like, nah, are they emotionally they're, they're invested auctioning. in each car? Dude, they're like, what right, they're they auctioning. What are they doing? They're auctioning cars, bro. Work there they anymore, make a lot of money on uh, those cars. A, a customer friend of mine was the manager of, I guess it was budget <laughs> or whatever, but like it was in Escondido. <clears throat> and mm. every once in a while, he'd get like a, a hot car in there. Right, Ooh, like one. one time Solar? it was like a no, like oh, a nice, okay. like a seven mm. series BMW or or he, he or said hot one. I was a, 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 cha- a Charger, Challenger, like the 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 ones that are like premium cars. And the way it worked there was if if he didn't keep it rented, the main office would send it to pick it up to bring it back to like the airport or wherever. And so, like, he would hook me up where he would, like, fix the rate weekly for it to be, like, budget. And, like, hit me up. Like, yeah, could you come rent a car? I'll only charge you, like, 180 a, a week. That's I'd be, like, sweet. Sure. I would be like, fuck, right? yeah, I would. And, oh, yeah, yeah, for the longest time, I'd be like, yeah, fuck. For that price, like I'll crash their now. cars. Right? And, <laughs> yeah, I drove everything. Like, shoot, he had everything come through there. But it was mainly if he didn't have it rented out, the main office would come pick that car up and leave him with all the econo cars. Because it was like a Escondido. 
not the not huh? the neighborhood ain't, where, ain't nothing like where driving the a fancy Prius, cars right? are. Ain't nothing like driving a Prius, bud. Come <laughs> up, me, me, fucking, mm, you're getting forty miles a gallon, bitch. Who's laughing? Do you think? Uh, do you think as rappers age, they go from "Ain't Nothing But a G Thing Baby" to "Ain't Nothing Like a Prius" when they have like yeah, two or three kids? Rob, Rob, yeah, look at Snoop. Or yeah. uh, ain't no, ain't nothing but a minivan, baby. Minivan, yeah, right? <laughs> yep. Ain't nothing but a caravan, baby. That's yep. what I'm saying. I carry my groceries and my kids. All right, I got a fucking eight passenger, bro. I See? thought I was having more kids than this. Uh, I ain't having more kids. Fuck that. Decided to write it off. Fuck that. Five is, nope. is well. Five. Guess... Holy shit. I only got two. I'm already complaining. Sorry. Two for me. Three for him. <sighs> five together. I don't even know. I've lost that's track. Of that's a fucking how many tribe. there are. It's a fair amount. Stop it, two. Stop it, stop stop it two. None yeah, or two. None or yeah, two. Yeah. Three's two, maybe okay. We passed three. No three. Yeah. Don't have three. I, got, I, I have two girls and they're like, everyone's like, are you try for a boy? I'm like, I'll be that guy that has five fucking girls before I have a boy. I'm not. Well, statistically, that. you'd be better <laughs> off almost uh, starting your own university at this point, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> financial purposes. But yeah. Does it does it level off? Because like I, ne- I never level had kids. Off. But then no I way. imagine that. The people that have five and the people that have none. It's like Costco. Bud is thinking like Costco when when you start to buy in bulk. Yeah. No. Like like in our country, what's our average? Two? Costco. Bro, oh, it's like yeah, it's like two. I think it's just over two. This year they cut that sh- that that whole fucking thing down on the taxes. You used to get like thirty fucking two hundred dollars a kid. Oh yeah, or something. yeah, that's uh, the now Trump you, tax cut. Now you get, now you get the, like sixteen to You cut 2, taxes for the rich, Shit, and then you just fuck the rest, basically. And nobody yeah, talks you, about you it nearly enough. Fucked, I'm really bro. baffled why. I got <laughs> raped this year. I'm like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you can thank <laughs> Trump for that. Well, well you can Trump. also you can thank everyone who was. I I'm gonna thank Biden because he sucks more. Fuck him. That's true. That's true. That's true. Let's be honest. It's not actually his fault. He's just the head asshole. Yeah. There's no difference. There's politicians are all the same. It doesn't matter. I'll I'll blame it somebody. You're all along the same fucking lineup, right? uh, Fuck you guys. You know, I all get paid by the same people. I have friends and and relationships on an Indian reservation with a successful casino, right? And so you start to know, you see what that creates. Cause like, I think the siphon's up to like 18 grand a month, right? Uh, yeah, so having kids and having lots of them, oh, that's the most powerful way to have the most powerful families in the res, right? Because once they turn 18, if they get a diploma, they get money for life. And so like you see in a way, yeah, like, yeah, a lot of ha- kid having if there's free money at stake, like well, it's plus- sort of like that was what they called welfare mothers back when that was the thing uh, in our system. But like, it's not any different, really, in in like an Indian reservation. It's the same thing, and and those families are trying to keep all the anybody else mm-hmm. that might take claim to being a. Uh, uh, that you know under that reservation like oh the whole idea is i mean the keep... compar- that, that comparison bud's kind of kind of harsh i would say i mean the, the whole different scenario with the indian reservations based mm. upon welfare people in america yeah. i would think a little well, bit plus different. i was well, gonna no, say no, you know, the you know, I, 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 principle similar more money. i, 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 I 
It's on maybe some point because different different health forms, different shit. You know, I mean, different acts. I, oh, we no. just think, we just figure we're pretty lucky because when the shit actually hits the fan, we got a tribe to help keep us alive. You people without kids, you're just you're you're gonna. I don't know. Maybe it's easier because you don't have anybody to worry about. But I'm like, kids, guess what? Get to farming. Get to skinning the deer. Come on. <laughs> Crack that yes. whip. Yeah. That's well, right. I mean, I, hey, listen, I, I believe in. Raising your kids a certain way, and as long as you believe in that, you know, a certain way, and you know, you got them uh, sustainable life type of fucking forming kids. I love that shit. I, I go camping once a year for like ten days. You know what I mean? I I, I like that shit. It sets me back just to. I live in like around the city, so it's like, you know, yeah. my kids only get to see a lot of mayhem, a lot, you know, a lot of organized mayhem a lot of times. So when they just get to see nothing, and make up their own fucking shit. Okay, look in the woods, kids. All right, kick a fucking rock around. You know what I mean? Let's go for a walk. Like, let's do this. That's, let's do that. See some animals. That's pretty much it's our different. life. Like, like we're, we're, we're we homestead, so we've got you know thirty four uh -huh. acres on the home, and then one hundred and sixty out at the ranch. So our kids are like, Damn. "You're going wow. to the grocery store? Can we come?" One hundred and sixty <laughs> on the ranch, and then oh, wow. So what, yeah. what do you have on the ranch? What you have animals in the ranch? If you don't mind me asking. Not yet. Well, yeah, we do. That's why we don't have domesticated livestock because we have lots of wild animals. We have bears oh, and you know, cougars, bobcat, coyote. Although I haven't heard the coyote for a while, so they might have moved on. But but uh, you're gonna get a donkey, aren't you? Because donkeys apparently kick the shit out of coyotes. Ew, donkeys are fucking beasts, bro. They have big yeah. heads and. Yeah, he body. wants a donkey. I want a guard giraffe or two. Not giraffe, ostrich, ostrich. I mean, let's just be honest. Be right. Anybody walks up to your house with ill intentions and a fucking strapped giraffe walks up, they're leaving. <laughs> and puts his head down like, "What's up?" But they're not going to ask questions. They don't want to know if the giraffe's wants papers. Yeah, he puts his eighteen-foot neck down. He's like, "What's up, motherfucker? What you need?" I went. Oh, right. okay, we might as well go for right. giraffe collar. while we're dreaming. Right. My you friend know? that well, basically has, has a horse ranch, has a, has an ostrich, and ostrich like is hardcore. It, this thing yeah. is mean as mean as yeah. it could be. Bro, they will ride next... with horses. You think, oh, they're only gonna kick backwards? That's An ostrich could kick forward. Forward and that's and fast. <laughs> Yeah. And apparently you have to get them as babies and you raise them and they like will totally like link with one person and that's yeah. their like person and they'll guard that person and they'll kick the shit out of everybody else. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. I, I would love to have a, like, a security ostrich. Holy shit. Security I ostrich. Security yeah, I, I'd make it like one of those like, you know, mm -hmm. one of those like friendly, uh, those store friendly pets. <laughs> when they like, yeah. you know, it's registered, dude. Shut the it's fuck up. We were just talking about dinosaurs. Emotional, emotional service ostrich. Right. <laughs> fuck yeah. Why wouldn't you? I mean, if I could, I would. People bring these fucking little, little pocket Joe's. dogs. They don't even walk their own. And they're like, this is my service dog. I don't fuck. Yeah. Dogs even walk. You carry it. Look at his legs. I'm still saying you you see a, a giraffe with a bandolier of shotgun shells. You're not going to ask questions. <laughs> it, dude, it, it's it's got it's wearing colors bandana. Emu, right though, but emu if, aren't as mean. If an ostrich comes no, at you, guys, you're literally nasty, facing bro. a fucking dinosaur. Right. Yeah. It's like, I am I am the OG. Up. Right. It runs next to your yeah. car at 35 miles an hour yeah. without looking forward. 
looking at you like go eat a dick all right you know what i mean it's they don't even care where it's going i will take a telephone pole you know i don't give a shit that ostrich is fucking dude that's a that's some serious shit that's this dedication. is this was my this was my brilliant idea like how to keep everybody off of the land oh, like cdfa you want to inspect dude you better not go out there if i'm not out there because my guard ostrich will Attack fuck ostrich. you up my fucking <laughs> god my fucking god ostrich will fucking take you up. that's sweet and I'm can you imagine if I, like oh, yeah man. if i came up to a place it was like beware Morning. guard ostrich on site i don't i don't could, know could you around. imagine like, a, a pack of the ostrich could be wearing like, like a cuban collar right. like a cuban chain <laughs> no get <laughs> of an ostrich because that thing's like it's a fucking big ass two-legged bird thing i don't think they're all I, I, yeah i don't know <laughs> i've been reading up I, on him they're smash, pretty you go out you, you first brother you go out and you tell I, me like catch deer come here buddy you. come here i guess you smash yeah. we're gonna fight the tiger for come a deer here. no it's gonna be trained oh, okay. just like oh, the bird oh, i'm gonna okay. raise it from a little fucking puppy tiger and, and, and i i <laughs> was a caretaker of a property that had four uh, llamas on it and I like people llamas, would come yeah. over and want to check out the llamas but they were the meanest llamas and they would they would throw up yeah. or they spit, spit on people it looked like someone's projectile diarrhea but they you, did look shit. cute like, they looked cute on, man? When, when you first take a peek oh. at them but yeah they they weren't nothing yeah, i they, they i found shit. in my personal experience yeah. animals that have to live in a cage are just like, what do you expect? They're like pissed off, even if it's on your property. That's, that's, yeah, that's limiting to an animal and they hate it. <laughs> a wild animal. I guess if you raise them from a, a fucking, from, a, from a baby, it's different. Yeah. But I buddy had a llama farm. He had 45 llama. And he, they would do, it was like all, dude, they are fucking funny looking. Holy I mean, shit. look at all the, go there, stone, you're like, tell <laughs> the same story that buy a baby tiger. And they say, oh, Those it people was high, high though, dude. until it got to be this size. And then, holy shit, one day it showed its true character and they had to get rid of it. Bro, they just weren't feeding it enough. The they weren't feeding that? it enough and they weren't asserting their dominance. Yeah. I'm yeah, telling you, you can uh, have a I, pack I, of tigers. You probably and... could, but Jesus Christ, why? You just got to let them know, know who's boss. Yeah, you That's just have I, to. I get it. I get it. 100%. I get it. 100%. Listen. It's a good so plan. I asked cats, the guy are cats are assholes. Cats are assholes. Ostrich bodyguard with a leather jacket, and this is what it gave me. That's right. terrifying. Can't, can't see, it is terrifying. If that came <laughs> at you, you oh, would not yeah. stick around. I, you would I, not. Okay. Yeah. That's... You can't quite see its head, but it, it's Why enough. Why does it have a turtleneck? Like, um, I, I don't know. Questions. I don't know. The turtleneck is oddly well. You know what? Because it's got a Someone's long neck, so it's probably cold. That. You know. Yeah. It's just what cold. the fuck is he doing? Is he is he like equestrian or was he? Playing he croquet? seems to have like beaver hooves or something, cro cro or maybe croquet? elk hooves. No, but yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's but... like an ostrich slash man slash elk hybrid that wears a right. surprisingly stylish so leather a, jacket. It's like a Tom Brady ostrich. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, the jacket's cool, and the boots hey. might be cool, but right? I don't know about together. The combo is scary. Very I don't scary. know, dude. That's I very scary. Right. I agree. He's wearing, he, he's wearing I, two other animals. My point is still, if you see that, you're going to go the other way. He's wearing two other animals, dude. Yeah. That was pretty weird. Maybe. How, how much more scary is a dinosaur wearing the skins of two other animals? And, and yeah. why, does, why does it but have gloves on? 
Yeah. I don't know. Definitely committing a fucking crime. I mean, God. Good point. point. I like how Bud thinks, yeah. And then, wait, there's knee pads, too? Dude, he had shin pads. I mean, he was going to a hockey (laughs) fight. Fucking dude. I thought those were just tall boots. Yeah, they're boots. If they're just boots, then they got some style to those motherfuckers. You can definitely take a blade. I'm saving that one. That was a good topic of discussion. (laughs) Let me see here. Now I'm going to ask for (laughs) an ostrich. No, a... A giraffe with a bandolier, with guns, <laughs> with guns, and a... the <laughs> to my little friend. Okay, you know this thing's that is attached to him. Oh shit! Dang it! It won't let me do it. Probably because the guns. You're not allowed to have guns. guns in your well, a giraffe bodyguard. Like, you know, no, 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 no gun for you. Uh, no, you want giraffe? Well, giraffe sure. Shit's funny. But why is it only giving me one? All right, this is this is your giraffe right here. If you're looking for uh if you're looking for a tough giraffe to guard your farm, that's your that's your man right there. Could be a woman. Look, the giraffe is like armored, I think. What the I'm not fuck? really sure why it's only giving me one picture right now. It's it should like, be giving I me am, four. Oh, I that's why. Very, um, yeah, I'm very there we go. I will take you up. Come on. Dream. Dream. Dude, that fucking dream. All right. These are scary. Now we're talking. <laughs> this yeah, guy, uh, I think, is an what's armchair that guy, commando. bro? What's going on this with This guy that is a little unstable. He's <laughs> that one's unstable. Look at the other shells. guy, though. What's up with that one? <laughs> it's a Which one's not shells? unstable? I mean, what they're both bald, right so I mean, that says a whole bunch. Of uh, anyways, but this guy right here, though, he has like a fucking avocado stick out of his mouth. <laughs> what the fuck's going on with like a row of fucking guy? You know I mean, he's got a giraffe arm. Dill, dill. No, what's okay. he got? Oh, wait, is he's it? got a dildo in his hand. The guy in the bottom right. What is that? Um. Oh yeah, that's definitely. I still, my point is got, still taken got, that you're gonna go the other way if you see any of these guys. He's got seashells wrapped around him. This so so far, guy. we're we're still at batting hundred. Not headed the other way. They're going right for that no, guy. Well, that's probably that true. That guy right there looks true. like he. he the guy with the there. bulletproof vest and the fucking Mr. T necklace and the giant. Man. Oh, for sure. Are these are these AI generated or what? They absolutely are. That guy, dude. That guy definitely has avocado face. Thank God. Because like oh. I was not sure. These it? are not from the mind of any human creation. No. <laughs> right. These are these this are is, unholy. This is uh, what the computer thinks that you would want to see, which uh, says a lot about right. you. I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, the guy in the left hand corner has that weird chest muscle. What's going on with that? <laughs> What's well, what would happen, Fumi, if if, uh, if all of a sudden it was a IA generated <laughs> image and it was a splitting image of yourself, like? randomly like i'd be like i'd be flattered like, i mean like uh, it doesn't really work that way but i guess way? uh it wouldn't really have any serious meaning oh i guess we sometimes oh, you uh All right. sometimes they won't let you do stuff uh maybe the cannabis farm no it's a hypothetical it's, it's cannabis farm both are masters of her body All right maybe that's mm. just too complicated because that was the always sunny let's try that all right, it's nine thirty. We have five hundred seedlings to transplant. Sure. We've had like probably one of the strangest interviews that you've ever done. I know we're on fucking Elon. Talk about no. doing what is that, that at all? What we love I figured we were all just that? hanging out. That's right. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, I appreciated that. It was a fun chat. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
especially uh, James, what old civilizations did we not talk about? We talked about the Turkish ones, North and South America, ancient China, Atlantis. My Went goodness. through a whole history book. Yeah. Social studies. Go back to the Well, we kind of talked about them briefly. A bit. Yeah. Stuff around it. Did you right. talk about the rock thing in the thing on that we were just watching last night with the with the pris with the well the big stones uh, underground city no that's the you're talking, about, you're talking about seriously we just watched it last night i fell asleep to it oh that was the first Graham one Hancock. that was the first one that was um uh shit <laughs> I don't remember what it is it's uh somewhere in South America. Yeah. It's a bunch of oh, we were literally uh, talking hexa- about that, weren't hexa- we? Hexagonal stones. Hexagonal is how he says it. Hexagonal. Hey, all right. Oh yeah. I, was like, I, I wasn't gonna okay. Sweet. Yeah, it's some yeah. kind of step pyramid that maybe mm. sort of fell apart that's dates human civilization back to like sixty five hundred BC or something crazy, mm. right? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, before you guys actually uh, bounce for the evening, uh, that this was an interesting, this is unproven, but uh, uh, but there's a, an interesting, how do I say this? Well, okay, the story goes that Aborigines talk about the Pleiades, the star cluster Pleiades that still exists to this day. It's a real thing in the sky. Uh, they call them the seven sisters. But for most of human history, uh, uh, most of human history, uh, you can only really see six of them. Now with telescopes, you can actually see there's like 40 of them or something, and there's been different amounts of them through history. But for the majority of recent history, I guess there are six. And for example, Subaru, I believe, is the sixth star. Yeah, right here, I'm looking up here. I guess I can show everybody this. Uh, this is I could have sworn I remember seeing seven of them when I was a kid. Well, you might be really fucking old because uh, 100,000 years ago is the last time that seven were visible. And the Aborigines of Australia, they have one of the oldest, if not the oldest extent cultures in uh, human history. They're at least like 40, 50,000 years old. Literally, they migrated to Australia like at least 40, 50,000 years ago and have this contiguous culture ever since. They talk about the seven sisters and they call the Pleiades the seven sisters. And they have this whole story about how the seven sisters like went missing or something and so it's a potentially a hundred thousand year old story that their ancestors told to their other ancestors ancestors. and for how many generations is that that's like two hundred thousand generations not two hundred that's like fifty thousand generations modern humans have been around for at least two hundred thousand years don't the native americans practice some type of seven sisters as far as plants that they plant together all the time Oh, that's three the three sisters. sisters. Yeah, three the corn, <laughs> sorry, corn maize, beans, beans, beans and, squash. and squash. There you go. Yep. Crazy. Works really well, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, Wendy and James, we didn't make any useful progress on the future of cannabis. We didn't determine <laughs> no. anything sometimes, really about flavor or anything. No, sometimes you just got to hang out. That's it. I totally derailed it. It's my fault. He did ask questions. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna blame you. Oh, you asked him about genetics. Did you ask him about genetics? I did actually. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "No, I I talked to Wendy." And then we just talk shit. But I totally gave her all the credit in the world. You see? Well, no, yeah, it's true. He was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he spoke highly of you. That's right. Yeah. He said you had a whole plan for the genetics and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I always have. I, I just randomly just collect some stuff out of a bag. No, 
No, I I think I have. Um, so the plan is to try to stay under 24 strains. It never happens, never happens. I can't help it. I have a lot of like really interesting things, but a lot of them, there's only like, you know, six to 10 beans. So is that so more difficult or less difficult as an independent producer? Actually, I forgot to even ask you this. Maybe we can ask one useful question before you guys bounce. Uh, James mentioned something or you guys mentioned something that you're going to have a small venue or something. Is it going to be like a farmer's market or something? Like, are you going to be able we're, to sell individual single source products or what? Yeah, we're distribution. We're, we're basically we're in um, negotiated final final end stage of negotiations of a kind of joint venture project where eventually we'd move into doing a shared space license uh, for manufacturing, which also gives us access to distribution. So we'll be able to control wow. our supply chain all the way from us to the retailer. Wow. So it's massive to be able to finally do that on the legal market without having to dump millions of dollars right. into a you know space that you have to rent for six months before you even get permission to do anything on it so um yeah so because of that we're able to now say okay we can do small batch projects so if i have six plants of one cultivar you know even if they only produce a pound or two that's still enough for us to do a small batch release and say like this is limited edition there's only x amount of this and when it's gone it's gone um because we don't have to work through a distributor who's saying well i can't sell that because there's not enough whatever they want to say that there's not enough of we'll be able to talk directly to retail partners and say sure there's only going to be 562 eighths of this one cultivar but then after that we've got another one to feed in and then another one and another one so we can keep your shelves full but it'll be something different all the time which is almost better because most of the connoisseurs that want to buy craft cannabis they don't want to always buy the same thing all the time anyway and if they find something they love they're going to go in and buy a shit ton of it so they don't run out because they know there's only 526 eighths of this or whatever the case may be well, so Scotch people are nuts awesome. for individual awesome. bottlings, not only, right. you know, single exactly. source, but single cask, yep. you know, well, individual bottlings, like blah, a, blah, blah. supply and demand model, they basically used to exist, yep. right? Well, and, and it still does. It's just the, a matter of, like, the biggest retailers, it's not their model. So you have you to are. find the boutiques, and then you have to find you know, the people to make the introductions, and then you have to make sure that they try your product and know that it's good. And then you have to keep that up. And, you know, it's it's definitely a different business model, but um, that's so pretty. Uh, but it's definitely the way that we've been positioning ourselves to be able to enter the market in that direction, as well as being able to offer rosin from the same flower. So, you know, here's a pairing, here's the rosin and here's the flower, check it out and see what you think. And you know, see how they're different. I was, I was talking about uh, of all the dispenser. I don't usually go to dispensaries because I'm so consistently disappointed. I always sound like such a fucking snob when I say it. And I don't mean it that way. But what do you want? It's it's my money and, and it doesn't really make me happy when I go to most places. But one exception is Archive here locally. And they do it fucking beautifully. Not only can you get flour, so they breed their own strains. And of course, they have everything else as well. But they breed their own stuff. You can get their flour. You can get individual phenotypes that they've selected of their flour. So for example, they have the Moonbow, what, 120, 124, whatever, you know, a few different selected phenotypes and hash of each different one. So if you can walk in there, if, if you want to be the ultimate weed snob, you can go in there and say, I'd like the hash place from phenotype number 120. I prefer that one. It's a little bit more nutty. 
you know, and I mean, how do exactly. you know, we're all laughing because we actually kind of prefer that, right? Like when you but, have that experience, you don't want to go back, basically. I mean, go that ahead. seems like a healthy, successful business model. Yeah. But from what I understand, in the legal framework, that's like you have to really fight hard to achieve that. It's not yeah. like, right? They don't well, have a. It's, a, a, it's, it's about being, you know, it's about being consistently good and not putting things out under your label that aren't consistently good. And, and then, yeah, and then making sure that you can make those relationships and then hold them. So, you know, it's, we're, we're really lucky. We finally have somebody who's a sales rep for us that believes in the company and is, you know, partnering with us uh, for equity in the company eventually. And he's stoked and he's going down and taking into the places that we don't have time to get to because we're so busy doing everything else. And so he creates those relationships and then we maintain them by going down and by going down and doing all that. So smash is out. Um, so yeah, so basically, you know, we're, we're able to now kind of be able to get the time to do all the things we want to do, which is, you know, pheno pheno hunts that are you know what i call baby hunts because there's you know six or 12 seeds is all in each one but being able to be like okay this is the cut that we like of this one or we didn't like any of them so you know goes does we turn it into edibles or something that doesn't matter as much um so that the real task is going to be trying to keep clones of every single plant so that we don't lose the genetics which is where I really struggle usually. Like if I manage to cut them and keep them, then it's like by the time winter comes, I'm so burnt out that like <laughs> I leave them outside too long and they die. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> so I've lost a lot of really amazing genetics by not holding them correctly. Um, so yeah, working on it. <laughs> That's where my indoor- uh, Expertise. Not expertise, but Experience. you know, propensity for indoor or at least- right. <laughs> prior history with that works and uh which works in our favor which will be great once we have an indoor setup actually properly functional yeah. so that that's the other like if i had the indoor running like back in the day you know like i used to have then sure it would be easy to keep them alive but uh, we we retired them all when we went into the legal market so now we're like okay now we have to get them cranking back up again so we can hold genetics so yeah. It's interesting the different priorities and problems everybody has, you know, like uh, how do well, I say and, that? And, and, but, but, but from my understanding, like, okay, to have a legal outdoor growth, to, to actually get permitted a small uh, mom room clone operation, that becomes a whole other thing, oh, right? Because once they sure. go indoor and then they, they, they can't accept that you're just going to veg plants in it, right? They, they somehow think you're going to turn it into a flower chamber and not pay him or something right um yeah they, turn an eight by eight room into million dollars right? <laughs> at least probably a billion well, no humble humble county in california actually allow you a veg space legally so with every thing you just have to have it on your maps allocated as your veg space and you can't ever put it into bloom um so we we do have a really nice pathway for that in California. It's one of the things that they actually did right was, you know, yes, we understand if you're going to hold mothers, you need to have a space to hold them at so that we, that won't take away from your flowering canopy square footage that you're paying taxes on. 
Well, I don't know a lot about it, but is there an actual license for someone that is just 1,000% a breeder and that they can have like yeah. licensed grow space just to breed in with yep. like no plant counts and no yep. all yeah. that? It's, it's a nursery license. And with a nursery oh, license, nursery. yep, you're allowed to have R&D and your R&D, you're allowed to bloom out and flower, but you're not allowed to put that flower into the legal market. So when asked what exactly you're supposed to do with your R&D flower, uh, the, the last time they answered that was like four <laughs> years ago. And they said, uh, we don't know, I guess give it away to friends and stuff. Yep. And we, everybody just didn't ask them again. We're like, okay, you said it, give it away to friends. All right. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> weird. That's great, though, that they allow you a research and development area. Yeah, it's for us. I don't have one on our maps, so I have to go through an amending of maps at some point, uh, which might take another scientific review, which takes them a long time to accept. And you're not supposed to change anything until they do. So, you know, it's uh, I don't know. It is what it is, and there's always ways around things that you know we we can work out and figure out how to make it happen. If it's giving a cut into a distributor who then gives it to a nursery who then gives it back to you eventually or whatever, it's a bit bizarre and, and wacky. But usually we can figure out some kind of process to make it happen and make it be okay. Is the indoor grow going to be also like a, a flower and everything else in the future? In other words, it's, is it going to like round out the brand for kind of a full year product line or what? Well, we're probably going to put in a small indoor that's for R&D at the homestead, which will be our personal use. So we just have to double check our square footage on that and make sure it's not over the legal allowable limit for personal use. And then we can do some hunts and stuff over the winter. That's a little bit easier than trying to get out to the farm. Because I was going to ask you, I mean, I don't know. We're, we're honestly keeping you and you probably want to balance. Um, how do I say, I was going to ask uh, sort of the argument of, is there such thing as any kind of a terroir or anything uh, to an indoor grow? And I was going to basically say like, mm -hmm. oh, I wonder how that will compare, let's say to your outdoor flower, because your skills will be the same but your environment and everything else will be very different. Even in some cases, the genetics will be different. Do you think that, that will make the flower objectively worse or just different or what? So the thing with terroir is there's terroir and there's Appalachians and people kind of get them muddled together, but they're very different things. Terroir is literally a French word for, um, oh, no, I'm forgetting the exact definition, but it's like the feeling <laughs> of and the, it encompasses more than just your growing techniques in your growing area. It also incorporates the culture and the people that are there. So if you have children on your farm, that's part of your terroir. If you are playing music and you're happy all the time, that's part of your terroir. It's not just the water and the sun and the air and the earth. It's also the farmer and what they bring. So can there be terroir in an indoor? To some extent, I think so, but without the interaction of nature it's not ever gonna be that same full potential i don't think um there is some interesting science that came out i think like last year uh with um cornell university and uh johnny casali from um 
Huckleberry Hills, Tina from Moon Maid, and there was a third farm that I can't ever remember the name of. Um, sun, sun, no, uh, dang it, uh, whoever there. Um, and they did indoor and outdoor of the same cultivar and they had them tested and the outdoor had higher cannabinoids and a more diverse ratio, higher chirpings and a more diverse ratio. <laughs> The problem with that study was that it was incredibly limited. Um, you have three people that are very well-known regenerative outdoor cultivators. They're not necessarily expert indoor cultivators. I don't know that they aren't. I just don't know that they are. And they wouldn't say what the growing medium was on the in indoor. And you also have three growers that have a vested interest. A vested interest. They have a bias. So they proved out their bias that outdoor is better. But if you really wanted to balance it, you get somebody that loves doing indoor and doesn't really enjoy outdoor and you have them do it as well because they're going to take better care of their indoor than they are of the outdoor, which an outdoor cultivator is going to take better care of the outdoor than they do of their indoor. So, you know, it, it, it in my opinion, it requires a lot more study. There is more research that needs to be done to actually prove that study, to get it peer reviewed, have it make sense. And you'd have to limit your variables, which you can't really do because your soil outdoor doesn't perform the same way when you move it inside. So you're already going to have a difference in soil. Well, I don't think anyone even think... really ever indoors uses like outdoor mixes. And I'm always actually curious about this, why people don't literally just get some soil from outside and amend it and so on and so forth that you could probably jump, jumpstart your process, but especially weed growers would never, it, it would never occur to them to ever do anything like that. Well, you, you can't really, though, that, that that's things if you take outdoor soil and you put it in a pot, your plants in that container are not going to do well. There's not enough volume and even indoor that has a decent amount of volume, unless you're really getting some super tall beds, which most indoors don't have the height of the ceiling to do that with. It just doesn't function the same. It doesn't have the same cycling. It doesn't oh, go through natural phases. You've got an an completely unnatural you environment only have a portion of the actual soil column that exists i mean you're right you know when you think about that you think <clears throat> i mean i call my pots living soil and they are uh, in in of their own fashion uh, living soil but when you think about the outdoors there's a hundred feet deep of soil, you know, like, especially here in the Willamette Valley, it is literally like a sedimentary bed, basically, because and I've said this before, the Columbia River has no delta, really. So this area right here is kind of the delta. And so it's literally just sediment as far as well, sediment and big old fucking round rocks as far down as you can go. But literally, they've found worms and stuff down like 85 feet, I think, you know, yeah, so there's, there's the activity. Soil is just one of the parameters, uh, sun and light. I mean, there's no comparison, not even a close comparison to, the, you know, the best light doesn't even come close to what the sun has to offer. Whatever you're, whatever, whether you're indoor or outdoor, whatever you're doing, that's your terroir. So like, is there terroir indoor and outdoor? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's like Wendy said, it's all, all of the, I'm just going to be a talking. Head. I know it's you're fine. just talking face. It's all the, it's all of the things encompassed together. So, you know, like, yes, there is terroir, like what's it's better or not, I think it's no kind way. of what's coming up and that's a completely different discussion. I mean, you can't, the closest thing we can come to the sun right now, or, you know, it's like the plasma lights well, or a combination I, of different I, lights. And... I've been an indoor guy for over 30 years with a lot of friends. I'll do the same thing. We never call it terroir. We just call it energy. Like some people's energy makes better weed yeah. than other people's energy. 
like their vibe, like in what Wendy and, was saying, kind of like made me think, yeah, what vibe you bring to it. Yep. How do we measure that? How could we ever scientifically prove that out? Oh, I, I believe that. Like I've been doing it a long time and like, yep, there's something that certain people, they don't have the right vibe. It, I, they can do I, everything a certain way and their weed's only going to be as adequate or whatever, yeah. you know. I, I totally, extra. totally agree that like if you're happy in your garden or your grow space, whatever it might be, your weed is going to be better than if you're not. It just is. And there's actually, there are ways to measure vibrational energy. So if you're in a happy vibrational energy, you can measure the electromagnetic frequency that's coming off your body. And it's actually at a higher frequency than if you're super bummed out or feeling really low. So I wonder, it'd be really interesting to actually kind of take EMF readings of a plant and see like, okay, when I'm happy, does the EMF plant actually, do, do their electromagnetic frequency respond to my feelings? Whoa as compared well, to here's not. my own experience i when i was younger i'd get aggro and life and my my go-to was to go in my garden and work right oh which an hour or two into that i would be free of whatever anxiety and shit i brought to the table right but then as i got older i have the opposite where when i'm in that state oh i stay away from my garden right i'm not like what i'm going to bring that down there no but when i was younger yeah i'd be all whatever and whatever pissed off or up to whatever in my life and my solution was always go work in the garden now i look at it the opposite yeah, yeah i would always take a walk before so that i could get rid of that because i would, if i was in the garden pissed off it dude i'd end up doing dumb shit that i was like oh i can't believe i just did that like you know, culling males, and then you realize you just fucking ripped out 10 of your best females because you weren't paying well, attention. You were I, I can <laughs> give you anecdotal things like some of the projects are the same projects that get done all the time take clones, uh, a pot. Oh, if I bring bad energy down there, and then maybe I'm only going to have like 80% clone rate and might take a couple extra days. Yeah. The wilt. Oh, I go down there with the vibe. Oh, they're rooted in five days and it was 100%. And up potting, oh, sometimes plants go into a little bit of stunt. Oh, go down there with bad vibe, then that's what you'll see happen, at least in my life, in my garden. And I, I've been doing it a long time and I've like, oh, anecdotally, I believe all those things. I do too. I absolutely believe it. And, and I've experienced similar where you know, starting seeds when I'm pissed off sometimes, like I was like, dude, I came up with so many males that year. I remember a year being really, really mad, started all my seeds and like had like the first year I think I'd ever had like 70% male. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm like, well, you know, I came in all aggro, I guess maybe, I mean, you know, the hippie in me is like, yeah, absolutely. I totally think that had something to do with it. Uh -huh. Okay, we got to go plant seeds. Well, plant Have seeds. Fun. That's only fun. Well, it's Enjoy. been a pleasure having you guys on the show. Yeah. Thanks for Thank having you very much. Cheers. Organiccultivators.net. I may have onions in my teeth just now. I <laughs> changed my sweatshirt and also took a bite of burrito. But uh, thank you very much, guys. Uh, how can people find you? Is that the best place? Organic Cultivators. We just got the question on what, Facebook or elsewhere? 
Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Sunabis uh, <laughs> and at Organic Cultivators. Uh, Facebook group. You can search Organic Cultivators on Facebook and find us. It's a and, it's uh, a private group though, so you've got to join. And to join, you have to answer the questions yeah. and you have to agree to the. Is rules. it about an unladen barn swallow? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Nice. I've been a for like four years right. probably. <laughs> Um, your favorite color but yeah you can find links to the facebook group on the organic cultivators website and and the website yep. there's a bunch of learning resources on the website so links to other websites with oh. great stuff on there youtube um yeah and then we have a youtube channel um again just search organic cultivators and uh we have all the talks from last year's conference up there along with some awesome. other random stuff and then uh i'm i've actually been working on dr james white's talk uh to get that uh that'll be the first video that goes up is uh his like talk. two so. hours of the rise of phagy cycle and More. all kinds is it longer than he was on yeah. for long yeah okay yeah. i forget how long it was because yep. it was and then we actually so at the cool. end of the talk um which was really good talk it was more of a discussion there's lots of audience interaction but um we put uh images up on the screen for him to identify yeah. things and then we actually had uh, microscopes there so we put some soil samples up on the microscope and we were looking at them together on the screen, so it was fun. It was, it was super fun. fun. Yeah. Right yeah. oh, Cheers, guys. There. Speed it up. Have a great Speed night. Speed yeah, YouTube. Have a good night, guys. Speed it up. 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 Go faster, I. Go faster, I. Go faster, I. Go faster, I. Don't wake up, go dumb. I'm pretty guy like a nun. I'm put that on my. I'm put that on my son. On go like three, two, one. Don't smoke, I need my lungs. I stack and feed my funds. I'ma do this at fun, ayy. I'm blasting, ayy. Don't matter, ayy. Can't match it, ayy. Go faster, ayy. Speed it up, speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. Speed it up, speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. Go faster, ay, go faster, ay, go faster, ay, go faster, ay. You do you, I do me. I'ma take this overseas. I'ma do this for my seeds. Wipe your hair and spin bling. You heard top speed, that's me. You heard add it up, that's me. You heard way up, that's me. I'ma soundtrack a thing, ay. I'm blasted, ay. Don't matter, ay. Can't match it, ay. Faster, eh? Speed it up, 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 go faster, eh? Go faster, eh? Go faster, eh? Go faster, eh? Speed it up, 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 go faster, eh? Go faster, eh? Go faster, eh?